Hello, I'm Eagle, Eagle Gardens, Eagle Gardens 1 on Instagram, and this is fucking talking shit with Eagle, episode 513, hopefully you guys have had a great Saturday, I know I've had a pretty good day myself, even better now that we've got Thunder Dan with us tonight, how you doing Mr. Dan, you want to tell us oh. how you're doing and uh, where we can find you my friend? Oh, I'm still breathing and kicking. Um, you can find me on Cannabuzz at Thunder Dan. Um, other than that, I am on Instagram, but I do not put any cannabis on it. So if you want to see my wife and youngie, you can go there. But uh, it ain't Thunder Dan. It's a eight, uh, H3 Class 1 Dan. But either way, um, let me think here. Uh I guess I should say that I am an organic grower, though I am not a organic snob. If you'd like for me to smoke some of your weed that pops, I don't have a problem. I can smoke weed that pops too or whatever. But uh, uh, mostly I use Earthbox or I butt chug. So, you know, if you look at the Cannabuzz account, that's what you're going to see is all my uh, – sip containers and the different ways that I throw them together. Um, I guess originally I was a outdoor grower. Um, kind of got tired of caterpillars, botrytis, powdery mildew. Um, they cut the forest down on me. Somebody found my shit and took it for me. Uh, I don't know. Some kind of thought pattern brought me to building some rooms in a building and uh kind of been inside since then um i still like outside i just hate what fucking happens because uh i really don't like spraying anything on my plants just uh the way it is if i see something i'll order bugs to eat bugs or um i've been known to get a shot back after some shit oh but I just try to not spray anything on it because I am going to combust it. Um, I do use it as a medicine. Um, I kind of use it like a Swiss army knife. So if I'm having a bad day, I will use cannabis. If I feel like I need to eat something, so I don't know if you tell on the screen, I don't weigh a whole ton, but uh, if my, I need an appetite, I can go to that. If I need to sleep, which is, Half the reason how I found you is half the time I'm up, down, and sideways. So, you know, wake up at 2 o'clock in the morning and look on YouTube and, you know, the wormhole or uh, rabbit hole or fucking weed nerd nation or whichever one we're going to call it this week is popping off. So, um, you know, I guess you always ask how it starts. So I just go all the way back to the beginning. And then we'll just walk this pup on up, and then uh, we'll go from there. First off, I'd like to say I can't see chat, so I'd like to say um, hello to everybody out there in chat land that uh, I see on a nightly basis all over the great YouTube and all these different shows that we watch and whatnot. Um, so anyway, that being said, I started smoking pot which is bad because you just heard me say pot. So, you know, I've been around for a while, but, uh, or at least my parents were hippies, right? Um, in 1996, um, I was 13. I was on a Boy Scout camping trip. 
uh, me and three of my buddies snuck off behind an old down school bus that had been in this field for, I don't know, 10 or 15 years and had just died there. And we were all out behind it. And uh, one of the cats that I was with said, uh, damn, this is some good shit. And then took the joint and ashed it in his mouth and tasted the ashes. And to this day, I thought that was some dumb. They also sucked the roach down their throat at the end, the same cat. So he was just into eating it. He thought it tasted that good. We both know it was straight Mexican brickweed. So it was not like it was the quality of now or uh, anything then. So, But I do remember, you, you hear people say that they didn't get high on the first time. Well, that was not my case. I remember staggering back to the tent where my brother was asleep, raffling through his uh, backpack because he had some of the food in there devouring the entire box of Pop-Tarts that was supposed to be our, our breakfast for the next two days. <laughs> ah! Needless to say, there was a fist fight that happened the next morning. Um, people were angry that Pop-Tarts got eaten. It was what it was, but I knew right then that it was a wrap, bro, that uh, I was going to figure out how I could get me some more of that and how I could move through I guess uh, I've heard it a few different times about how your body chemistry changes and how cannabis changes for you from when you're young to when you're older. Because when I was young, it was just really about getting fucked up. And then the older I got, the more it became, uh, I guess, like the salve that I rub on uh, the world so I can just deal with that shit, if it makes any sense to you. Um, let me think. Uh, so uh, that was 13 then. I basically just did the same bullshit that most of my buddies did. Buy dime bags, buy quarter bags. Um, figured out how to pedal a little bit of something here and there. Um, I remember when I was 15 was when I grew my first plant. Uh, me and two of my buddies decided that we had snagged some High Times magazines and thought that, you know, we had the growing knowledge down pat. I also was raised on a cattle farm, so I've been growing plants my whole life. I got a buddy that uh, floats around in here, um, shout out to uh, High and Type 420, that I told him I was born a 12th generation farmer, just straight up born a farmer. It, it doesn't make a fuck. We can grow this shit. So me and my other two buddies felt like that we had it down pat. My one friend grew a nine-foot-tall male plant. Oh, yeah. All year long, giant-ass male plant. Didn't work out. My other buddy grew one that was in some just straight-up red clay. Got about six inches tall, straight died. He didn't do anything. I grew um, the airiest bud you've ever seen in your life. I mean, you could hold it up to the light and the light streamed through all of it. It was just uh, probably uh, the worst thing. Anyway, we smoked it. We did whatever. It was some dumb shit. Um, I didn't grow anymore for uh, a long time. Um, ended up getting in trouble, um, going and traveling the great state of North Carolina or where I live. Um, uh, one little spot at a time for about 
eight years. And then I popped back out and things had changed. Of course, um, you could still get uh, the stuff from Mexico, but everybody was, uh, well, they called it kind bud in the 90s. And then they started calling it, what, loud and gas and um, all kinds of crazy and inventive names that you can think of. And uh, I would get some of that just to, you know, mull around. And I thought, God, it costs an awful ton. We might as well just take these bag seeds and flip them out here in the ground and see what happens. And uh, that's how it all started. Um, bag seeds. Everybody says bag seeds. But, hell, they're free. And, uh, well, they're not free. You paid for them. But, uh, and they work. And I grew with salts in the ground like a idiot man just uh went to the hydroponic store up the road and they sold me all the dreams i needed in these bottles and i just mixed them all up poured them in the ground but um what i grew was still better than what i was buying so kind of like what do you do um i figured it was 2010 i just said the hell with it i'm just gonna be a renegade which has kind of been the story of my life to just kind of throw shit in the wind and just get all kinds of crazy that's part of the reason why i got the thunder dan name oh it's actually a bluegrass song about a man that kills a preacher though i have never killed a preacher i promise um but uh it's just about an attitude dude but so i said the hell with it i went online I ordered some seeds. I got, uh, hold on a second. I'll show you. I got my exotic bird seed from uh, the UK and a Frank Sinatra CD. I think it's going to show up on this background. But anyway, um, and so then I took those seeds and became a semi-pollen chucker because I didn't want to try that route again and deal with the Postal Service and all their bullshit. And then uh, the world kind of opened up later on. Um, other places came online. You know, just I met new people. Uh, the community expanded. Um to where I have the genetics that I have today. But, um, you know, the beautiful thing was the doors that it opened up to me. Um, I mean, we all, everybody's watching the show, so I don't have my mask on or face covered up, because I figured if you're watching this show, you're probably not going to send a helicopter after old Dan. If you do, fuck you. Um, just sorry. But, um, so, I met wonderful people. Really, let me say this. I've met wonderful growers. I am fine if you're just a smoker and you like to hang out and you want to burn one. That's cool. But I really want to talk to you about what your fucking plants are doing. Um, what you got coming down. What you'd like to pop. Uh, the joys of growing the plants. Um, I just sit in the room sometimes. I feel like I'm just puffing on them so they can get some carbon dioxide. I don't care. Um, but it's more of a, 
I guess it's really the medicine. I've heard people say it before. If I had to choose between smoking and growing, I'm definitely growing, man. Um, not just that. I mean, if you look at my shit, I've got uh, pineapples. Um, I grow asparagus. I grow um, strawberries. I grow a full garden every year of uh, tomatoes and squash and cucumbers. And I really like to be uh, or try to be self-sustaining just because, um, you know, if it all goes to shit, the organic farmer, he's still going to be able to do his thing, man. They turn the fucking power out. So, um, and, and I don't think they will. I conspiracy theory out the wazoo. You can save that for a, a later, a later time than the, the 12 o'clock time. But, uh, um, I, you know, I, I like to see life develop. Um, I guess you could say, um, and I like the fact that most of the people that I have met so far in this journey that are in this community, um, they also like to see life develop. And uh, they get that same jazz about something growing. Um, you know, what's it look like? What's it smell like? What's the structure on that? And I mean, you know, uh, it might not even be what you like. But uh, you'll sit there and listen to it and be interested, you know. Probably want to fucking smell a bud and smoke a joint, you know. I got to keep puffing this thing or it's going to go out. What are you smoking on? Well, um, so... A buddy of mine, uh, shout out to King Fisher, he uh, grew a auto flower that uh, is called, what was it, uh, Durban Poison. And it's uh, it's a really, like, a, I guess, a, a more of a sativa-leaning auto. I've never grown an auto. I've never been on the auto kick. I always felt like Ruderalis was the red-headed stepchild that we ought not fuck with. but. Um, he grew some, and I happened to, uh, uh, he gifted me some. So it's really keep you up. So I got some coffee in it going right now. I actually rolled five. So as it gets later, I've got more devastating ones. But um, I've got uh, my banana daddy. I've got some storm shadow that I F2'd or is seeded so just like you were doing the other night i just go through and knock the seeds out and just roll me a doobie out of it. it's kind of this head stashed stuff but i wanted to f2 the plant because i really like that plant and i wanted to see if i opened the population up if i could find one that was better but still had that funk because it's got i don't know just a really unique smell it's kind of like uh I don't know. I tell people that the stem rub in veg kind of gives you kind of a barf smell, kind of makes you go, man, I don't know about this motherfucker. But by the end, when she finishes out, it's more just like um, funky funk. And when you grind it up, it's got an incense tone to it. And then when you smoke it, it's uh... so I know everybody's got their own way of doing shit. And uh, 
I totally fall into that same category. If you stay in my garden, it's because when I smoke a joint, you can taste the joint the whole time. I don't play that. It I lit it and it went to that, you know, I guess uh, homogenized taste or whatever of dirt weed. I, I don't know how else to describe that, but it, it takes me back to like 97. And uh, though 97 was a good time, um, I don't necessarily want to smoke 97 weed, not especially if I took time and cultivated it, it's going to stay in my garden. So um, anyway, uh, that's why that, I guess my claim to fame is the banana daddy because it is so strong all the way through the joint. Um, claim to fame, I guess. Uh, GPA 710 there, uh, Chet was bragging uh, that he's got a couple. He was lucky enough to get a couple of cuts of it. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, when I came to Croptoberfest, I, uh, uh, had some hitchhikers in my truck. Damn hitchhikers, you know? You just can't get away from them. What do you do? Yeah, that's one thing I believe in. I believe in sharing it, man. I feel like if I find the shit that makes your hair fucking set on fire, then you need to have that too. Because if all of that goes around, somebody's going to say, hey, I'm going to take this other thing and I'm going to breathe with this. And then it just moves forward. We don't have, uh, we call it snickle fritz down here. That's where that shit looks good and it smells good, but you can smoke a damn ounce of that shit, you know? And uh, I always wonder, is that CBD? Or did you not know what you were doing when you were growing it? You thought, Week seven, it looked great. You just cut it down. I don't know. You know, there's all kinds of variables on all that shit. But um, I do like to share. And um, even though some people in our community don't like that, they like to, you know, hang on to stuff because they feel like it's special. But, man, that's enough things, you know, we're going to find exactly what you got. Oh, you got a cherry? Great. I'll go find another cherry, you know. Yeah, I think that had a place at one point. You know what I mean? Back in the day when you were actually trying to make a buck off it or could make a buck off it, you right. wanted to sit on it. These days, it's more of a community, more of a, you know, like you said, you want to see everybody better up on the whole deal. Yeah, it, it's right. better past. These days, it's much better. Well, and it's like... Uh... Like, if I meet you, I'll give you a bag of weed that I grew just so you have it. But <clears throat> if it was July, I'd also give you tomatoes. So it's to me, it's like um, it's a commodity that I took time to grow that I would like to share with you so that I can get your feedback. because. Well, like if I roll down the street and I give a joint to my brother-in-law, he's going to be like, best shit ever. But what, what are we absolutely gauging that on? If I give it to you and you say, you know, in my mind, this is my top, 
I'm trying to tip the top, you know, and not for my ego, just because that's what I'm shooting at. If I'm not trying to just grow the best I can, then why am I trying? You know, um, I try to put a lot of thought into it. That's why I bounce around and listen to all the shows because I really want to um, look at how you do it, look at the next man, how he does it, compare that back to what I'm doing, and then maybe in these three brains I can kind of figure out what's going on and what I need to do to proceed forward in my my own thing because, uh, like most people, um, I can't say that now. I would say some people are self-taught. And so I'm one of those self-taught people that, you know, had a high times. Um, I started watching Subtool's videos because you remember in the beginning, he would say uh, what, like the best cannabis show on YouTube or whatever. It had that little disclaimer that would pop out in the beginning of his thing. So I remember sitting about, I guess 2010 or so and seeing that and thinking, well, that's kind of cocky. Let me watch this dude. And then, you know, his show was, you know, rock and roll music and, uh, popping in the grow room and all kinds of stuff. But, uh, I, I just started, that's how I got hooked into YouTube, but I live so far out in the middle of nowhere. I mean, you had to go somewhere to get to this nowhere. It had like DSL internet with just spooling. So I couldn't get on a live chat because there was no way I could live stream the video. Um, so I would just watch them after the fact. And then I started watching um, Mendo Dope because they grew plants outside. And though my zone isn't California, um, still got a hellified growing season. So, um, I kind of wanted to know how they did it because I wanted to go closer to just water. Um, instead of trying to add nutrients, I told you I had uh, started out, I was growing with these salt nutrients and, uh, and it grew nice plant. I grew, uh, I popped 10 bag seeds that first year. I got seven males and three females out of the three females. I watched one get botrytis and looked like she was just messing around. I'm talking about all meth, shriveled up, died on the vine. It was a terrible experience, man. And uh, there's just nothing you can do. Just let her go. But uh, the other two did fine. Um, I started watching... Um, sub, you know, he did the big super soil thing. So, uh, that made good sense. I wanted to go towards just watering because, uh, I do air conditioning work. I'm a, uh, licensed mechanical contractor. I think that's why I really like you because uh, I'm not a carpenter. I don't nail things together, but, uh, I put the HVAC in. So, uh, I kind of relate to, you know, being a contractor, running a business, um, also caregiving, I guess. I give myself some damn care. Um, and uh, I don't know. But uh, anyway, I wanted to get towards just water because I'm not always here. But I set water up on a timer. And I can have it, water it, and I can be, you know, working my job and, you know, living my American dream. And uh, 
So I, I, I did the Super Soil one time. Um, it came out just like he had it. Mycelium growth on top of my trash can, blah, blah, blah. Um, threw my plants in it and burnt the pea doodle out of them. I mean, it was just so hot. Um, they rebounded. They did. They looked like they were having the roughest time to get. It was just too hot. It was too much um, blood meal. Just too much too soon. So I kind of got away from that. Um, I, what I did, I'm going to tell you, because all of, I will say this. Um, as I watch all these shows, they, they talk about it like it's the most delicate plant. Oh, my God. And um, last year, two years ago, I took a clone. I put it in a half-gallon pot. I left it outside. I watered it three times. The root grew down through the pot into the ground. It made about a 12-inch bud with little bitty Christmas tree out pieces on the side. But it lived. The point of the story of that was it lived. If you can basically, you can make it better, but you can do it. It's doable. It's not a, a undoable thing. If you're killing them, you're probably in the way messing with them too hard. Um, and I just do little science experiments like that because I want to know, you know, how resilient they are. Or, you know, what am I, what actually am I working with? Because I was pollen chucking because I was trying to get these other seeds. Now I have enough to run fucking nine years without ever buying another one. It's fucking stupid. But, you know, beans on beans on beans, not a problem. Um, let me think. Uh, so what I did or what I run now is uh, I took a bag of Coast of Maine stonington blend i hear lots of people up there talk about it. it's nice stuff i like it good, good stuff i took that bag i took a bag of biochar i put a bag of earthworm castings in the biochar for a month and let it just sit so what it does is um you kind of chew that around inside there it just basically all looks like dirt but uh it supercharges the biochar with the microbial stuff that's inside of the worm castings and so then i took that basically two bag combo mixed it with the bag of uh coast of main soil and then i cut that about 40 percent with perlite um i use perlite because that's what i can get i would love to have some pumice but you know fuck shipping it from california so um, I just cut it for the aeration. I have used some hydrogen pellets in some of it because I just keep reusing it. I basically um, take the dirt, soil, cut it back out with the root ball, and then I take the root ball, process it down, just cut it all up, chunk out the big piece, we're going to go right back in. I re-amend with uh, Build a Soil's Craft Blend. Um, here you go. I put them in a container. 
and just rock it right on out. And um, I'm not real worried about uh, weight because I don't technically do it for sale. So it's not like I'm trying to, you know, bang runes for that. It's more um, I want to grow the best. I want to give you a bag and you'd be like, yep, yep, that much. Mm-hmm. In fact, so much, mm-hmm, I'd like to get a cut of that. And I'd be like, that's what's up, you know, because I feel like that's the greatest compliment you can give a gardener is when you tell him, you know, your produce is what you thought it was, you know. Um, but uh, so let me think here. So anyway, I built rooms. I have two rooms. Um, I also have a tent because I wanted to try the tent. I will say I don't much care for tents. And the reason I don't care for tents much really is uh, I had my tent about two weeks and the damn zipper broke. And it's like, what do you do here? Damn zippers. Um, so now I built a black iron contraption around it and put up this blackout curtain on the black iron rods and uh there we go put a piece of duct tape underneath that zipper every time i take it on and off um gorilla tent i bought it i I bought it because the picture had a dude hanging on it i was like oh that's what's up no more me being a car it was a gorilla tent gorilla tent did that yeah, the bottom. Huh. Now, disclaimer, two by four, and I have eight seven-gallon um, fabric pots in it. So uh, she is maxed out fat bottom girl. But, um, yeah. It's rough, bro. I've, I've, I've had pretty good luck with the tents myself, but I have definitely blown out a zipper and done exactly like you said just kind of pinned up a fucking blackout curtain with it every night zip it as far as I can throw the curtain over it yeah. I find that uh, I've made I've made some pretty decent patches out of that uh, that aluminum duct you're right up here the HVAC tape the aluminum yeah. just one on each side just kind of like <laughs> yeah there you got the wide shit you got the yeah yeah man yeah actually my that's reinforced it's got the string inside of it what's made for wrapping the uh insulation around up but yeah um absolutely man uh the the rooms that i built uh what i like about them is I make that motherfucker what I want it to be. Um, complete control. And that's like some, uh, I guess it feeds that little HVAC dude in my head because I control the humidity. I control the temp. I control everything. All you got to do is hang out, drink water, and there's stuff in the soil for you. Just do what you need to do. But uh, which coming from growing outside where you can't control none of that, man. It's all rained all over your shit or uh back here in my patch uh they cut the woods down 
beside my house. I thought, great, I got more light, you know, that better plants, more light, right? Not wrong. This shit grew up called horsetail weed. And when horsetail weed blooms and uh, gives off the uh, seed, it looks like dandelions, like those white stringy seeds that float through the air. Well, guess what that sticks to? Oh, thank you. Oh, yeah. All of them. So anyway, uh, I did what it seems like every show has talked about for the last month. I did a bug wash, you know, um, just trying to salvage what I got, man. And then uh, that was about the straw that broke the camel's back. Just like, why? Why are you even trying to be out here in this dumb shit? You know, um, which not that I don't like sun-grown cannabis. I mean, you, I feel like it's some of the most flavorful, flavorful uh, stuff you can have. But ah, the, what you have to go through is just like, you know, Caterpillar ate a fucking half ounce. Why? Why did you do that, little Caterpillar? You know? Um, <laughs> you know? Uh, have deer step on them. I, people say they eat them. I've had them just ran, slam over them. I guess you got scared of my dog, but now you ran over my plant. I appreciate it, you know. Um, what else? Uh, I just, anyway, neither here nor there about why I have moved inside. I would love to have a greenhouse. I think that is the best of both worlds, and I think that one day when uh, the world is free as we should be, that that will probably be the, the number one way to do it because you you got light, you've got um, an environment you can house up that where you can control pests and humidity and all of the different variables that you have to kind of hit to actually get this rascal to get where you want it to be. Um, I think that's really the key is greenhouse, but, uh, you know, one day. It'd be nice, wouldn't it? You know, I just wanted to throw this in there. I think everybody has, or at least I've got one, a friend that eats them roaches. I, you know, I, I to this you day, know, I know a cat that still does it. Still does wow. it. And he, it why? Well, this is what he tells me is that uh, when it gets down there, that it, by the time it gets down there, for one, it's the most oily part of the joint. Two, he said it's already decarboxylated, so it's active. So why waste it? You might as well eat that son of a bitch. So I, I, well, I personally don't believe in it, but that cat to this day still will eat that tail at the end of the joint. It's like, if I could sneak back in that field on some time machine shit, I would just be like, hey, bro, i give you another joint. You ain't got to eat that. Day. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's like, we, we, I, I'll get you another one. We ain't got to, you know. Uh, it's funny, but uh, I don't, I guess you would get higher, but I don't know. He liked it because of the taste. Stupid. Ashes in my mouth. But it left a lasting impression that I'll take to the grave, you know. So, um, absolutely made me go, 
okay, but I'm not doing that, but okay, here we go. Oh. Oh. I've only ate ate one one time, and it was only because it was back in the day, and we had an officer kind of pull up on us right quick, and I (laughs) I swallowed that thing down, and it got, like, stuck in my throat, like, right there. As soon as the guy at the cop passed, <coughs> buddy says, I can't believe, I can't believe you swallowed that thing. I'm like, me either. And I kind of like coughed it up all in like the same half a joint and it went down. He's like, I ain't smoking that motherfucker. I'm like, I ain't smoking it either. But damn, I'm surprised I didn't burn my throat. It, what? it was almost what? like that like that super troopers kind of like feeling where they just like pulled up next to us and was like and it just kind of like took off I was like, oh, man. we both thought we were here we both thought we were here they uh in my town they had a pool hall called the uh corner pocket and it's where i learned to shoot pool and then, of course, the guy got closed down for selling cocaine. Because you can't sell cocaine at the pool hall. For some reason, it's still illegal. But uh, so when I was a kid, my mom hit me with, there's like three parts of town you can't go to. And one of them was across the railroad track. So ain't nothing good ever happened across the railroad track in town. And I was like, okay, okay. Well, when they closed my pool hall down, the only place I had to shoot pool was this little corner store um that had a little pool table inside of it um so we'd go over there just rowdy kids in the 90s back before people were videotaping shit and you could actually you know get into some shit and nobody would tell on you um i'm sure you can relate to that um we would go over here and just be hoodlums basically and uh one day we were leaving and the cops pulled us. And when they pulled us, we're loaded, man. We got this bag. It's got a bud in it. It's all the way across. I was so stoked about getting score in this bud because it wasn't flat. You didn't see a whole lot of not flat weed. Everything was flat. You know, you got a round piece. You were like, round piece. Okay. Um, they just took it, told us, y'all get on home now. Took the bag, put the bag in their pocket, got back in the cop car, drove off. And straight, I took your weed. You know it's good when they just take it. Like, <laughs> what do you say? Damn. Anybody got any more money? Nope. Uh, ah, the 90s but anyway um now they don't they don't give a fuck now it's uh i got a buddy of mine he's a damn big dude he's like you know what we care about fentanyl and and it makes sense man they worried about people dying um as they should um Times is changing, I guess. That shit's dangerous. I've lost a few friends to that over the last few years. And that shit's very dangerous. I got, 
serious issues with the pharmaceutical people, man. Serious issues. Uh, you know, when I was a kid, uh, like I was saying earlier, when when I first started smoking pot, it was just because pot would get you just ripped, man. You know, back when you're young, it's like everything's a head ringer. Um, I felt like I had a, a Jesus experience a few times just off smoking the joint, you know, like, wow. And then uh, it escalated into a whole lot of other stuff. Um, and pharmaceuticals is one of it. And uh, you talking about make a man be a demon, man change your whole thought pattern um move you from trying to help folks to just being the biggest pos you ever seen walk the face of the planet then uh just go and get some of these things that these people in these labs make and i guarantee you you will switch your damn game up real quick um so um i don't take anything now i uh I had a 300,000 BTU furnace land on my hand and knock it into pieces. And uh, I got 27 stitches in my palm. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Oh, dude. Mm. Lady at the day, I went to the urgent care and the urgent care lady said, we can't do anything with this. You need the emergency room. And I was like, all right, lady. That's what's up. And the dude who dropped the furnace on me is driving because I'm currently holding my paw because it's just tore all the pieces, right? So anyway, we get down over to the emergency room and the lady goes, we need to x-ray that to see if it's crushed. So I got me over here underneath the x-ray machine throwing gang signs, it looks like, with my hand that blowed all the, it just, anyway blowing all the people i did take some pictures of it because uh who else believes these stories if you don't have pictures of them with your meat blowed all open right so um anyway got me in there sewed me all up first thing they do is they're gonna give me a bunch of pain pills and so i came home i gave the pills to my wife um she said how's your hand feel i said it feels like somebody's peeling the side off of it she said you want one of these pills i said no i'm gonna take the flu medicine that i always take when i get sick and the remedy to the flu is two shots of nyquil three shots of moonshine one joint and we'll see your ass in the morning and so i took my little concoction of nyquil moonshine smoked me a doobie and I went and laid down. I woke up in the morning. It didn't hurt as bad. And the main reason is because um, uh, I've watched my life blow all to pieces and have to pick that shit back up. And so um, I feel like that even though I was the guy driving the video game, when you add pills, ain't nobody driving that shit, man. So I don't take them. I'm not going to take them. Um, I refuse to take them. I feel like that uh, I'm only going to mess with organics. I'll um, smoke weed, eat mushrooms, and I'll drink beer. But uh, I really don't drink liquor anymore either because uh, things be happening when you drink in the liquors, you know. But uh, uh, I just try to uh, keep it 
uh, I guess in the road, man. I'm not trying to uh, live that life. A whole lot of people are, but I'm not. I'm not in that road anymore. Um, so kind of sucks, even though I tear up the ship from time to time. Um, you know, two shots of Nyquil, man, three I, shots of moonshine. I'd rather see you do that, and I highly respect you for that shit. To be honest with you, because man, I've seen uh, that's the that's my biggest reason I'm an advocate for cannabis. To be honest with you, you know, yes, I've used it. Yes, it's been in my life, but. Moreover, after later in life, I've seen how I've lost my mom, my grandmother, my aunts, I've lost uncles, friends, all, all of them due to pharmaceutical dependency and addiction. All of them across the board. And at one point, I've told this story on the air too. You know, at one point, I came home from a bilateral hernia surgery, and this was like one of the defining moments, you know, when I seen uh, pharmaceutical addiction at its worst. Like, I was I'm fucking just home from a, a bilateral hernia surgery, couldn't get off the couch, laid up, and my mother and her boyfriend stopped in and robbed me of every bit of pain medication. I had because I couldn't get off the couch and I wouldn't know any wiser until they were long gone. And at that point, I seen, you know, how bad it could be. And yeah. yeah, that was, you know, I never wanted to be around me ever since then. I didn't, you know, I seen that it could possibly or did run into my family. That kind of addiction that at that point, I'm like, I don't need one around me. I ain't taking aspirins. Now, I, I, I take vitamins, but I don't even like that. It's more of a health yeah. issue than, you know, it's, it's to stay out of that chain, basically, yeah. you know. But, yeah, you know, so hats off to you, man, for knowing the road and staying off it, man. Yeah, I appreciate that more than you know. Hey man, I, I know I know where it leads, bro. I know where it goes. Um, you know, um, it's only two places that can even lead you even lead you, man. It's either gonna kill your ass or you're gonna go to jail. Um and uh I already played that game, so definitely not gonna do that. And plus I figure it's like the precursor to how you fuck your life up. And um, the issue I have is that's what they want to do. They want to give it to you. They want you to take it. You know, they've already proved that if you take an opioid over three days, you're going to be basically addicted to it. And they give you a 10-day supply. What the fuck? You know, how, how can we fucking compete against that, man? People that I know that are just straight straight arrows they're going to take the 10 day supply yeah and that's the bitch about it here yeah the bitch about that is exactly what you're saying it has taken them far enough for the medicine to kind of pull in that addiction kind of thing feeling and the aches and pains and shit that go with them of what opiates 
And then they fucking they this is that's the that's the trap right there is they go, wow, I you know, I think I'm feeling better. I'm gonna, you know, I'm out of medicine or I'm gonna stop taking that medicine, and they go, Oh my god, my body hurts. Oh, I feel sick. Well, guess what? Your body's more than likely has healed, but now you're going through the withdrawals from that medication. And then they think, oh, it's their body or the injury, so they better get back on that medication. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. you know, I, I'm not ready. I'm still hurt. Well, no, it's the sickness from Big Pharma that's coming out of your system. Yeah, exactly. it's sad to see. And then, uh, you know, I guess the the next roller coaster to that is they go back and try to get some from the doctor. The doctor goes. We can't really do that anymore. They go home, bitch about it to somebody they know, and somebody they know gets them some. And then it's over, man. It's like, so uh, I've been working on it. I'm working on it constantly, I guess, but I still smoke cigarettes. Um, I've been smoking cigarettes the whole time that I've been smoking cannabis since I was 13. Um what gives me that nice southern draw with the deep in the back uh boom boom anyway um but and i use one of them little uh jewel things to try to wing off or whatever man it's just rough but uh it also scares me because i like them so much uh i try to stay away from the other shit but uh you know uh just knowing that it's the the demons that we know and how hard they are to get away from you know um, I know tobacco is just a nail in the coffin, but uh, it's just one of those vices that I have. So don't go the other route, man. Stay where I'm at. Know my lane. Um, play the role, I guess. Uh, so, what has been uh, some of your favorite strains you've grown up, my friend? Um, so, you know, everybody's got that one. They say, damn, I wish I'd have kept the cut of that one. Um, so in that CD that they sent me, um, the Frank Sinatra, which I should probably play for the plant. They probably like that shit. Um, I bought a LA confidential. And the reason I got it was because the packaging was showing that the flower would turn blue. And so I had seen like, you know, purples and then like fruity pebbles where it had like little dots of colors on it. But uh, I hadn't seen a blue one yet. And I was like, man, I wouldn't mind growing some, some bud that turned blue. So um, none of it turned blue. Damn lying ass. Anyway. I don't even exactly know if it was what they said it was because the baggies that came in the back of the CD case just had initials on them. So that would just had a LA on it. And then I got uh, Durban poison, um, THC bomb, um, OG Kush. And they sent me an Aurora anyway, but, uh, I had one that smelled just like kerosene. I mean, kerosene. 
beautiful kerosene. And by the time the kerosene smell came, it already had like golf ball size nugs. And so I was like, I'm not cutting you or trying to keep a cut because uh, earlier in my time when I had grown some bag seed, I had found a really good plant and I had cut a clone. And we were staying in this little single wide trailer that had a little closet that had it used to have a water heater in it. But I guess it had erupted or whatever. And the guy had put the water heater in the crawl space. So it left me a cavity. And I bought a blurple light because that's what I do with cavities and closets. I put blurple lights in them. Um, but not necessarily to grow in, just to kind of like, because um, I really like this plant. I cut a couple of cuts. Went to Home Depot, bought a five-gallon bucket, made the whole contraption with it, you know, spraying water up from the bottom every 30 minutes on, every 30 minutes off or whatever for uh, just to make an aeroponic cloner. And then I, I put those cuts in the closet and basically over winter, I made them live in the Mojave Desert because I hadn't figured out that uh, that local light was going to make that room like 100 degrees and Anyway, it was not a good look, man. It wasn't a good look. Either way, they lived to about February and just were crispy, dried up. Um, I had done like I usually do and just went to work all the time, man. Things break. I got to go. So um, anyway, I was reluctant to cut that cut, but it was, I mean, it was fire. You opened the jar up and people were like, oh, my God. I mean, it was. The when people talk about a gas, that's what I think about in my head. Like you could smell it fifty feet away in the woods. It was it was rank. It was on anyway. Actually, best plant out of all the seeds that I ran out of that whole little concoction. Um, I tell this story to the guys when I when we're hanging out, but. Because I didn't know that you're supposed to, at the time, that you might want to top that plant before it gets six foot tall. Um, I actually grew a 14 foot tall plant that produced four ounces of leaf. Um, things you learn across the journey, right? You might want to hit that rascal a little sooner than six foot. But uh, anyway, life. Was that outdoors? Or Outdoors and still yeah. that tall still got four, dude. Um, that seems like a cruel trick top. of nature. Just <laughs> all at the, it was just all at the top. I've got a, a a videotape of it. I really thought it was going to just be amazing, but no, no. Um, I mean, I have had some really big harvest outside. I don't want to act like um, that one wasn't, but it was just all stalk. It went straight up. And then at the top, it's like, I got a picture with a six-foot ladder sitting beside it, and it's just, but uh, it's real funny. But uh, I, what I had started was, is I usually like to start plants in February and then walk them outdoors in May and then let them get May and June. And then about July the 20th is when it'll flip over. And then July, August, September, and then into October to finish. It's really, it's not a bad thing if you can keep the bugs off of it. 
uh like i said um like right now we're just rainy as shit we've been rainy as shit for the last week and a half um just bands of rain coming through stumping so you know normal we ain't cold i went to michigan and y'all broke i'm talking about broke stump broke me outside with some wind um I never knew it was that damn cold. The humidity dropped out. It was like 40 degrees. And I had on four layers and was dying. I was like, this is not the place for me, bro. I like y'all, but I'll come back in a warm month. Um, you've been to that racetrack, haven't you? The auto speedway? Oh, yeah, I used to live right close by there uh, before I moved um, up here. You know how the gate opens to that infield? Just swoops right in there. I swear to God, the wind was coming. It, my phone said 14 miles an hour, but I swear to God, it felt like 20. It was cold. Woo, woo. Um, I did smoke 9,000 joints, so, you know, still was cold, it's though. Good. It's a good time. I hear. I heard that one. This in particular round wasn't a very big event, but uh, hopefully you do come back up during the summer months and check out yeah. some of them events because they're usually a lot of fun. There's a there's one up in my neck of the woods up in like uh, June, July, where it's the uh, the Bigfoot the Bigfoot uh, Lodge there where it's a campground like experience there where you can lodge for the weekend and hang out. That one's fun. This last one, man, it was two days of camping. And then uh, Sunday when like all the vendors and shit packed up and was like fixing to leave, they all went tubing for like eight hours, man. It was like fucking, and they, they picked you up at the campground, dropped you off at the river fucking cannabis and tubes and then the fucking picked you up a little while later brought you back to the campground for your farewell and one last smoke off before you hit the road good times warmer weather it's, yeah yeah for sure no I love yeah, the people um, uh, I have met uh, so, uh, some friends of mine, they're moving to Michigan. They're in the process right now. Um, shout out to everyday Mary J. Um, but, uh, I, and all of the people I have met, I mean, meeting Smiley, I mean, and then of course, when you meet him, his ass is smiling. It's like, there he is. They're smiling, but uh, just super nice people. Um, Twelve-hour drive, not cool, but still at the same time, rocked it out, no problem. Cruise control works on the truck just fine as anything else, I guess. But uh, no, I really enjoyed it. It just cold as shit. I got back home. It was seventy-eight degrees. I was like, "Fuck Michigan." Love y'all. <laughs> I mean, what else do you say? Um, but no, no, it was, uh, I, I, I super enjoyed the rest of it. Uh, it's great to see uh, 
people and get to catch up and just hang out and chill and uh, sit around and burn, which is another great thing about this community. It's like uh, we're all Indians and everybody brought a peace pipe, you know? Let's just sit around and just have good conversation, um, which is, you know, different than any other thing because if we were into, like, drinking bourbon, we'd probably all be fighting by now. But we're not, so it's more like, you know, it's sit around and just uh, kind of just chalk it up. I mean, I got to meet Skillbo and them. I uh, follow the Michigan Bros Grow Show. Shout out to them um, and all those fellows. But uh, I really enjoyed meeting him. I mean, you know, you know Skillbo, so you get to talk to him, and he's all, you know, radio voice man. Like a seven foot tall. It's like son of a bitch. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, he is pretty tall, dude. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, tricks you out when uh, you see people sitting in chairs. Like, I'm going to tell you I'm like 6'5", but it ain't happening, bro. Meet me in person. It's going to be 5'9". Um, but just sitting in a chair, you can be anything you want to be. I remember my dad was uh, – my dad's 5'7", so uh, me being 5'9", is amazing. Um, I am actually the tall one in our crowd, and that would, you know, it's just how it works. But uh, he said, I'm going to tell the man at the DMV to put six foot on it next time. And I was like, how are you going to put six foot on your license? He was like, the man don't know how tall you are when you're sitting down. You can be what you want to be, bro. So I'm glad you had some fun up here. I mean, October is a, a cold month up here. And even I, like, the last one, last couple of time, years when they've announced the October events, because they had one, like, down towards uh, Pawpaw, I believe, Rainbow Farms, like, yeah. just last weekend. And I was like, holy, and that was a camping weekend. I'm like, <laughs> get a little cold for that shit, man. Yeah. Well, um, you know what really, uh, I, and the people I was with, I just kept saying it and they just laughed because they knew I, I, cause I'd never been on the other side of West Virginia. So no Ohio in my life or, uh, Michigan, but, uh, how flat it is just, I was like, damn, y'all's car break down. You don't even care, man. Y'all just walk easy down the flat road um ain't no hill in your life they said dad i guess there's some upper as you get farther up but uh i was amazed at how flat it was which of course helps that wind factor because it was coming off and just biting and i felt sorry for a lot of people that were there that uh didn't know i at least had four pairs of clothes on to try to you know stifle that shit some but uh, like I said, good people will make you stand out in bad weather and smoke doobies. Oh, yeah. Yeah, these events are awesome, man. I'm up where the hills start. Actually, I'm in the hills of northern Michigan. I moved up here. They had a term for the for where I came from. I didn't even realize it. And it took forever to get rid of it. Was uh, Flatlanders? 
Flatlanders oh. down there and shit. And like, what do you mean? What the fuck what, do you what mean? Are, and then they find what do they call them? What up here? Oh, just up here. Yeah, what I don't know what I don't know what they call us up here to be honest with you. Okay. <laughs> but it's funny. Uh, uh where I'm locals. from there's a uh there's a river that separates two towns in the county. And uh so I'm on one side and the other people are on the other and when we were kids, we would load up in cars, ride over there, and talk shit to their girls, get in fist fights, raise hell, and just, I don't know, be young and dumb on a Saturday night, right? And uh, they, we call them river rats, and they call us tobacco worms. And I used to always laugh because they call you a tobacco worm, and I'd be like, that ain't really offensive that you a river rat. You know, so funny how they call you flatlanders and they probably got one you hunt around they call them hill rats or some hill troll or something it'll be something right right you gotta, gotta yeah. rip that shit and put it, it well, on a t-shirt well i know i actually kind of i hate to say it but i joined the club and i killed the flatlanders and changed the turn <laughs> now it's the weekenders now it's the, the weekenders. Weekend. Yeah. And so I'm kind of on the. I live where they come for the weekends. I'm in the playground, oh, I, I guess. You know what I mean? So they come up and play all weekend and they go back home. Do it on your Paul? Where you. Yeah. Uh, they do that? Here, yeah. I would be like right about here ish. About three okay. quarters of the way up. So, so you're near one of the lakes. Yeah, I'm, I'm surrounded way. by the lakes. Yeah, awesome. I got I got Holton, Higgins, and a bunch of small lakes around me. I got a river that right through here. And it's playground all the way around for most of the state. So yeah. I get it. Weekenders. That's what yeah, that's why the that's why the flatlanders thing came into yeah. play. It was just a different term, I guess. So, so yeah, do you? I, it it took forever to figure it out, too, man. I couldn't figure it, you know, because it wasn't just like the guy I bought my the house from was the guy that was like, yeah, so yeah, flatlanders, blah, 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 blah. but man, like you go into the small grocery store, like. And like they'd have like an attitude. What the fuck, man? You know, I'm just saying hi and shit and whatever, trying to fit in. And then you they start seeing you through the week and it kind of it took it still a little while to kind of you know let them know that you were finally a local and you know whatever. And then you seen it, man. Even I'm even uh, I as a local. My lo- I'm I'm on it. It's with the grocery store a little bit because now they kind of catered to them. The same place that made me kind of hit to the weekender situation is now kind of like bias to the weekenders, I guess. Not the employees so much, but the store itself, I guess, because like it. And now I see it. See, like 
it's such a small town. There's like this teeny tiny grocery store, a gas station slash fucking McDonald's, another gas station. And that's it. It's campgrounds. Everybody, people drive their four wheelers up and shit. You know what I mean? The side by sides. Okay. And fucking, uh, so people come up on their weekend vacation and the whole family goes to the grocery store because there ain't nothing to do. But if you're a local, you know what I mean? You're just coming up for that one item. Now you gotta wait because everybody's yeah. daydreaming in the aisle and all that. So that's where the, that came up to. But I've noticed that uh, the same grocery store like only puts out like the better stuff Friday, Saturday. During that time. Yeah. Yeah, you want that good shit during the midweek and shit. You're like, yeah, I've actually like, what the fuck, man? (laughs) Well, they don't go on. I'm like, you're trying to tell me them good pre-made hamburgers don't come out until Friday. You know what I mean? And then just kind of go back off the shelf again until Friday. You try to tell me that don't happen. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You better talk talk to somebody because that really happens. (laughs) So great. Um, So do you look forward to winter when they're gone? Yay, nay. It slows down a little bit, but they still come up for uh, snowmobiling, which ain't so bad. But winter is long up here, brother. Winter is long up here. And that is no joke. Like, it is fixing to snow around here very soon. Usually right before. Usually it's snowed already. I forget. Tomorrow's Halloween. Usually it's already snowed. And that shit will stay on the ground until like fucking May. I've had it almost no one year, almost till June up here, where you just didn't even see the fucking patio, no nothing. Fuck last year, I had snow three feet deep frozen. You could walk on top of it in spring. Everybody downstate was on thought fucking. I still had a yard I could walk on top. So, (laughs) you know, yeah, yeah. And then it's like so far out, like I said, any kind of like major like Walmart, Walmart is at least a half hour, 40 minutes away on a summer day. Now you take that during the winter, you throw a snowy day on it and the gear is no gas station in between. So in that 20, 25 miles back roads, breaking down in between or running out of gas is not possible. Yeah, so winter months, winter months, you, you daylight hour travels basically, you know what I mean? If it's snowing, you just fucking why bother? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Three feet. Three feet. I think the, uh, well, the the deepest in my life is the 17 inches, which shut it down, shut it down. Um, People wrecking all over the place, so bad. And, uh, but I mean, it gets cold. It's been seven, 
I worked uh, 37 hours straight when it was seven degrees, just one house to the next, fixing furnaces. No precipitation on the ground, just cold. Um, but we only cold for January and February. Sometimes we have Indian summers in the 80 and fucking December. Like, why do you live here? Why don't you live here? You know? Oh. <laughs> so I like to think that uh, there's a Bible in my family that is passed down through people's initials. It's all kinds of stuff anyway. Um, that's got every birth and death from the main monarchs that landed over on the uh, they actually came to Canada and then migrated down. So, uh, you know, all of them, these people, I like to think they stopped because it was warm enough to where you didn't die, but uh, you hadn't hit alligators yet, you know, and uh, all that other shit that you get as you go further down south and giant mosquitoes that take you off and blazing hot summers and, uh, my uh, one of my brothers was in the Marine Corps, and he went to Pensacola, Florida, and graduated from like a avionics school where he worked on airplanes. And uh, he graduated in August, and we drove down August in Florida on the Gulf Coast. It was a hundred degrees with a hundred percent humidity. It was melt to the sidewalk hot. And then my little dude comes walking out in his little uniform, just dying. I felt so sorry for him, man. I mean, just, you know, Marines, they can't show any kind of fear or anything. Got to be hardcore all the time. So uh, he just was hardcore with a bunch of sweat on him. And uh, I felt bad for him from the, uh, the stands. But uh, I knew right then I never wanted to go to Florida ever again. It was kind of like one of those things with, like, Michigan where I'll come back maybe in a different month. February, you know. February is still pretty cold. Yeah, not in Florida. Down there, it'd still not be. Not too heavy. Heavy. Oh, yeah. You know, but, bad, uh, sort of. Up here, you yeah, yeah. Your ass up. Oh, no, 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 no. I, 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 so, um, my friend, uh, high and tight he actually went to the luzerne uh trip and wanted me to go but uh i had so much work it was just stupid and uh you know finding skilled labor man you know it's rough so just had a lot going on summertime it's popping so you know it's when i make my money so we're gonna do this thing so i told him i couldn't make that one and that's why he taught me in the going to the Oktoberfest because, uh, you know, I had missed that one and it was such a good time. And then, you know, of course, I showed up and it was cold, but yeah, such is life, right? But um, so definitely that would be one that I would try to hit if I could wiggle it, you know? Same folks, too. Same folks. You know, again, it is Michigan. It could have been fucking 70 degrees here. We've had quite a few days this October that's been 70 degrees. It's, it was very possible. Absolutely. The uh, 
the Monday after the event, it was a super nice day. <laughs> Woke up and was like, damn, but y'all wish y'all had this yesterday, but you know, ain't nobody got a hold on that. We can't control Mother Nature, so. But like I said, uh, I got to meet some really good people. So uh, got to smoke a bunch of cannabis. Uh, got to try a bunch of different kinds of flavors, a bunch of different growers that uh, I've talked to in chat that I got to meet. Uh, just, you know, hang out and chop it up, which is what I really like because, uh, you know, you don't get to chop it up with everybody all the time. But some of the time, it's a good time. Um, so currently, uh, I know you are pine deaf in your nose or whatever, or you just can't grow it. But uh, I got some uh, twin pines I popped that uh, I don't, they're just little babies. Um, I'm looking at them right now. But uh, I'm going to pheno hunt them and see if I can get a pine. I really want a pine. Pine was something from, uh, I guess, my beginnings that was uh, always came around at Christmas. Smelled like the, uh, uh, the, the air freshener that hangs in your car, the green Christmas tree. Just loud pine, uh, pine cone pine. Um, if I find one, I'll see if uh, it can't hitchhike. But, um, of course, you probably grow it and it'd be what? Papaya? Grapefruit? Dragon fruit is what it seems right. to turn into. And it ain't just me. I've taken these very same strains, you know, to other people and had them tasted. That's the profile that comes off it. And again, you know, like say the J1, Jack Greenstock sent me a J1 from California. That's pie, pie, pie. This is well known here in California. I grew it out here. Same shit. Dragon fruit. Dragon fruit. I don't know what it is about this in particular environment that is suppressing that turf profile, but I'll be damned. But I like I've got this chalumbium behind me. I'm hoping like this is the second run from seed. And I noted some hints of it first time and I hope but I, I still got dragon fruit. Still got dragon fruit out of it. But this I got this big grower right here behind me. And uh, I just started beating down earlier tonight, these big grower right there. Fucking uh beating her down today to fucking uh Get her ready for flower, and she she smells of pine. You know, she does have a pine smell to her. I don't think I, I'm up to it by any any means, but it is possible. Just like the you know the sense of your own home. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't recognize the sense of your own home, and you tell you take a break, come back in, whatever for a long time. You go, oh man, what the fuck is that? You know, or whatever. You know. You, yeah, but different. When it hits you, do you say pine? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think what your brain says first. Yeah. When I when I get pine, I know I know pine. I like like incense and shit like that. Uh, then somebody put a fucking uh, 
a pull-up in the bathroom the other day that was uh, pine. And I, every, I was, it, man, where's that coming from? I was actually, because that room is like on the other side of that wall right there. And I was like, is it coming through? You know what I mean? I, what the yeah. fuck? <coughs> Damn. Like, you know? Right. Finally. It was on the back of the yeah, it was on the back of the toilet. I was like, shit. Yeah, Smiley, I, he's a good, good call. By the way, he spoke highly of you. That's what, you know, one of the yeah, reasons it too, that it was so easy to reach out, man. He's like, man, he's cool, dude. Man. You should get him on the show. I'm like, and then it just happened to work out that in chat later, a couple days later. So thank you again. But yeah, he, this one, this is one of the girls. These two right here were one of the possibilities that I was going to pass him for, uh, the Columbia uh, project there. for the seeds, yeah. yeah. And I, this shit, this guy right here, he said he was gonna put another uh, fucking six and a half weeks on one of the whatever I'm gonna send you. And this thing right now, hell, I give that thing a week and it'll fill out a four by four by itself. By itself, <laughs> so, you ever think, uh, Smiley? Molly might be trying to start a seed company out of all them seeds. I don't know. I don't know. He may be. Bro. I don't know. Bro. He's, because you he's know how many seeds that's going to make? You know how many seeds that's going to make? You grow out a four that's by four female? That's, that's what he said. And I want to make a bunch of seeds. I want to make sure enough for everybody. I wasn't hat. intending. I wasn't even intending to make any seeds this year, and I I had one to plant like you were talking about earlier. How resilient, how, you know, people talking. Oh no, I'm gonna be careful. I, I think it's funny because I've done this. I this type of shit on air. This that thing was you know that tall of earlier today. And just kind of know how to finagle them branches, you know what I mean? Broke her ass Don't me at all. I know that fucking. Look at it. Look at it. They're already fucking coming up, man. You see them already turning up. They don't give a shit about that. They'll snap right back. So it's funny to hear the people in there. Oh no, they'll they'll recover. I threw a carcass out earlier this year. It wasn't even, you know, it was a carcass. It might have had, you know, little hunks of green here and there. It sprouted up and, you know, kind of revenged. I left it. I'm like, I know I ain't going to get nothing out of it, but if I do, fuck it, I'll smoke it. You know what I mean? And it yeah. ended up being like a two by two. And then there was a couple other uh, plants like that. Same thing. Here in Michigan, we have right now, they're trying to take this shit away from us. We need to fight to keep this shit. But we can have uh, ourselves plus five patients, so 12 plants per, and then we're allowed to have our uh, recreational 12, but they can't be in the same area. La, la, la. But so I don't necessarily fuck with the recreational 12 because it's whatever, you know what I mean? I don't, I'm not setting right. up another space. I don't necessarily even have anything outdoors because I figure because I'm a perpetual grower, it's just inviting. <laughs> it's inviting yeah. for future problems. Yeah. So 
I threw out what occasionally what I will do is kind of like fucking lost have they like their own loopholes. So I like to use loopholes sometimes if I can. So like right. say if I've taken did taken something down and I don't, you know, I want to reveg it, but I don't have the room for it in here. And I don't want it to be part of my medical account. Well, lo and behold, they'll pop up outdoors in the recreational side. And if the Michigan sun revegs are out there and I can take a couple of clones off her later on, well, so be it. So be it. And that's what I did this year. I had so I I had the one that revegged and then I had a couple out there or on its own, and then I had a few out there that I for revenging purposes and then i threw a mail out there didn't think nothing of it i fucking i was gonna just let him go until he started showing some flower and then i was gonna cut them and you know try to save some power but shit happened whatever things got out of control i wasn't here for a few weeks he fucking pollinated all over fuck so i had one that was just right next to it, a two-by-two. Two-by-two plant. It's just, I'm still, that's what earlier, I was sitting here fucking pushing out seeds while we were talking. (laughs) And then Smiley, you know, we're talking about making seeds, just like you said. Yeah, fuck it. He's like, yeah, I'll take that one right there. I'm thinking, holy shit, man, you're going to have fucking seeds fucking coming out your ears, man, this little two by two produced, you know, this thing. Oh man. Unless yeah. it's like Mac he Warren says and he it wants to make sure you have things. enough for everybody. Yeah. Oh, he will. He will. Well, that's the thing. Well, I that's the the male. See, this is the Chilumbium. I took the Chilumbium male because he's going to give me his Jack Skellington. And I'm going to probably frost her with my Chilumbium male. But it was the one of the Chilumbium males I had took outside. I topped him and then uh, put the clones of the cloner and I threw him outdoors. And I was going to grab some clones, you know, whatever. It didn't work, but it worked. But that one, that thing... I one right next to it. I, I, it was right next to the two one that revenged. And I thought to myself, I don't know how that thing didn't get pollinated because it didn't show any sign or very little sign of having seed. It was like right next to it. And the other ones were downwind, fucking 60, 70 feet, and they were showing big signs of seeds. And I was like, how in the hell does that happen? And then I took that two-footer out first, and she's loaded. So that Chilumbia yeah. male, he's got some stud power, I guess, because, man, he threw a shitload of seeds. Yeah. <laughs> he pollinated. It he did his much. job. The, uh, um, so because I had um, my females all in the building. I ran the seas run outdoors because ain't nobody else going around me. Fuck them if they are. Um, and 
which is probably not the greatest attitude on that. But I took a Storm Shadow, which is Irie Genetics. Um, it's a White Widow times the ride, that funky one. And I took a male from it and the female and set it outside. And then I took the Banana Daddy, which is an Ethos Genetics, which is uh, Granddaddy Perp times Banana Hammock. And uh, took a, my number two and number three cut and went ahead and pollinated them. So I took a male that was probably 18 inches tall with three branches. I mean, he won't big at all. Time he grew out, he had three little nubby things. He dumped. I probably have 2,000 seeds. Stupid. Stupid. Just don't take much. They get down. Um, so when I see a plant that you're talking about a four by four worth of a plant and the females I had were probably two foot tall, I don't know, not big plants, probably two ounces worth of bud seeded, produced five to 700 seeds per, per run. Still a lot of seeds. Still out of seed. I don't know how. Seed. Seed. So, and then other seeds like the pines that I'm looking at. It's like, what happens if you find a real good pine? Find a pine mill? Pine pine? I got three. You want one? Right. I got an X-Men's I got my X-Men's mail that I got right now. That dude fucking I can beat him up all day. Pine 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 pine. I run the the his sisters. I ran out. Very fruit. Very fruit. Very little pine. Hmm. I've What's had the I don't know that? how on the Xmas or on yeah. the Slovia. I'm not I'm sure the next minutes to be honest with you. Somebody uh man, somebody sent them to me and I just ran them out. So I'm not even sure. I'm not even sure. The uh I didn't even look into it. I'm surprised in chat. I give it a few seconds here, so I'm gonna bring that shit up. I've ran a bunch of fucking so-called pine strains from seed. From seed here. I'm trying to find the damn pack. I guess I collect fucking seed packs like baseball cards. Um, like, you can't throw shit out. Oh, oh here it is. Uh, the Twin Pines is from uh, the source genetics. It's... Uh, the mother is an uncirculated OG times PSA, and the father was a pure tie times face off number four. I don't know. Tie weed. Does that mean she's correct? Get it. Put her in the tall room. Sounds like it could be sativa ish, doesn't it? I guess. I don't know. You never can tell. You know, they lie to you on the pack. 
says uh, nine to 12 weeks, so probably be longer than that. I've never seen them hit it I'll, right. I like to let mine go a little bit longer. A little bit longer. Yeah. I like them finish out. Well, yeah, I do a, uh, a lot of people, uh, you hear them talk about looking for amber trichomes and all that stuff, and uh, I don't really do that. All I do is I have a, uh, a microscope that is handheld with a screen on it, and I just look for, is everything cloudy? I'm just looking for clear. So you know how when you look and you see the clear, they kind of shine like diamonds because they're reflecting more light or whatever they're doing. Um, so I just look to make sure I don't have any of them, that we're all cloudy. And I don't give a shit how many ambers on there. Just have the other ones be right. As long as we're all good there, lot, lot, which usually puts me at about 10 weeks or more. 10 or 11 and the packs say nine yeah well you're going to get more of your swell the longer you let it roll like that most people will tell you they want to see you know cloudy with a little bit of clear very little amber but for me I, I didn't even need fucking touch the scope I don't even know how long to be honest with you. I don't even fucking need some haven't even used it very long time. Very long time. Fucking when them hair stops fucking stretching and they're not no longer yeah. like that, when they start receding in like that, that's when she's reached her peak. She's no longer, you know, stretching, trying to produce. She's not reaching out for uh pollen anymore. At that point, them them hairs are gonna turn colors very rapidly. They, they haven't started already. And by that point, by the time the most of them have stopped reaching, your bud should be 60%, you know, red to orange hairs anyway. And you should be at your max well at that point. Amber so, trichomes, bigger trichomes. I stopped looking at fishing dogs. For real. For real. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, the ethos genetics series, man, I ran at some of them a few times, man. And uh, some of that shit, man, you can't help but wonder if that shit isn't fucking GMO, man. Some of them uh, strains are fucking just go, 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 go. Uh, I ran at the I-O-G-O-G-O-O. I-O-G-O-G-O. There we go. That one was I got a nice two. strain, man. You got that one? Yeah, I got That's two of them one. going right now in uh, the damn two by four fucking zipper tent, we'll call it. Um, but yeah, they get. I got a uh, three pack when I guess shout out seeds here now. If you need something called seeds here now, bro. Um, but uh. They sent me, uh, they have a thing on there. It's called a, they actually, it's not a freebie. It's called a grab bag. And you just basically pay a dude to go, hmm, let me get this and this and this and throw it in this bag. Because 
you know how you, you go on the website, you look at the season, it's like, all right, um, let's see the ones that I think I know about and see who's breeding with them and then try to find a reputable breeder. So um, I already knew about Rasta Jeff because the Grow From Your Heart podcast. And so uh, that's a, a wealth of knowledge that uh, is for free. And if anybody's looking to know anything about anything, that dude is, Rasta Jeff is pretty sharp. Um, so I wanted to try to, how, how do you support somebody? He owns a seed company, buys some of his seeds, right? So um, I went through and looked, and back in the day, I had some White Widow. It was just fabtabulous. Um, of course, my cut of Storm Shadow does not even uh, compare to the White Widow that I had. So it's not like it's nostalgic. It's just a really good cut, so I keep it. But um, uh, that's why I picked that. And then... I had had some uh, super purpled out uh, granddaddy perp that was just super good. So I just kind of looking around for something that would help me sleep um, because uh, if left alone to my own devices, I'm going to do like three hours and wake up and then a couple hours and wake up. And you know what I'm saying? It's just whatever, bro. Um, so I wanted something that I could maybe – you know, toke on and then knock my tail down. And that had done it that one time. And so I was looking for that. I just ran into ethos. I didn't know any of the uh, controversy or whatever behind um, that guy. But um, I will say this. Um, it's funny that there's like 200 strains underneath his belt. And if you look at the menu, it's just it's long and it, it makes you wonder how other breeders have like seven, you know, like, and this guy's got 200, you know, it is what it is. You do what you do at banana daddy. When it is flowering, it smells like straight over ripened bananas in the room. I mean, it brings the thunder monkey down on it. And, um, it, Throws a super solid bud that's frosted. Uh, I tell people that the number two cut, I call her the frost giant because as soon as you flip her week two, she's got frost. As soon as the pistols pop, it's done. Frost comes, bam, all the way from then to the end. She is just amazing. And then she holds the flavor through the joint, which is how I judge a keeper. I don't care how hard they are to throw. They're plants. There is the life. You got to figure them out. You know, everybody's not the same. Um, you know, that's part of being a grower. If it was all just a bunch of cookie cutter stuff, I would get real tired of it. But, you know, does this one stretch those uh, OG OGOs or the tallest gonna... ones in that tent? Yeah, that's one thing about them fucking i don't know about the the ethos i'd like to i'm telling you what that that iogogo will meet your criteria of burning all the way through and being fucking flavorful as fuck it was a really good buzz 
sweet, it's like a sweet kush taste or a pure kush or a sweet island okay. skunk kind of flavor okay. to it. It's really sweet, really nice tones to it. But that's one of the ones, if I were going to go back to any of my Ethos gear, I would redrop that one. No doubt. Okay. It was the fucking one that I, that one, I had some stretch, but I grow, grew it mainly under the LED, which kind of helped tame, you know, the stretch on her. But man, that fucking, uh, I grew uh, the insane in the membrane for that okay. from Ethos. That motherfucker, you could flower that thing at fucking six inches tall and it would hit the top of the tent and bend over a foot every fucking time and just throw out big old butts on it. You know, that one, I just, I got rid of that one. I just, the last time I ran it, <clears throat> I ended up running it under a scrog and fucking under an LAD and it was the only okay. way it could be tamed. It was the only way it could be tamed. And it fucking ran like a weed through that fucking net, man. Just to fucking full, full, full. That was the only way it could be tamed. It was no, I ran it under LED straight up. I ran it under HPS. Scrog was the only way. And it picked up. I actually had to fucking, this nowhere of a lot. I had to fucking, I had a scrog net, had it in a scrog net. And I had to throw weights in the corners. Because it actually like picked up the scrog net and it was fucking just trying to heave everything. And I ended up just throwing some weights in the corners just to kind of keep it where hey, it's Eagle. supposed to be. Yes, sir. I need to go let the coffee out. Um, I'll be right back. Talk to no worries, bro. Chat for a second, brother. No worries. I'll take care of that. Cheers, everybody. Weed is 207 GP2372. Albert Cannabis, Alberta Cannabis Grower. Cheers to you, Mr. Nowhere Man. The 9G20, the 9G007. Sorry about that. Cheers to you. Why do I think I think I got you? I don't know. I have to check my list. You're on the list, though. Miss Lexi, my beautiful baby girl, how you doing? So, Kel, we nerd. I was wondering about you last night. Bingus, been a minute, my friend. Hopefully, you can pop in and on the weed nerd world tonight. Dog pounds, cheers to you. Well, who else we got in here? Chad, of course, Johnny Canacee. Nice to see you. Work myself today. Which is so, ah, have a good night, Johnny. Hopefully, you'll feel better tomorrow. Dutch Grows 420. Nice to see you in chat as well, sir. How much respect to you, good sir? That's Kazoo. Always love to see you in chat, man. We're supporting his version of the shirt here. Nice to see you. Take this. Everybody loves this design too, Kazoo. All right, I'm back. I was dying, but I was a, a pot deep, so, you know. Put a pot in, you got to put the pot out, whatever. Um, cheers, Johnny. Sorry you had to leave, man. Uh, yeah, but that's uh, that's uh, I forget there was one other of the other strains I grew out. I can't escape with me right at the top of the line. I all their all those ethos genetics that I've ran have been very vigorous, very vigorous, questionably vigorous. Well, 
Yeah. So it may it kind of makes you wonder because so I, I really have issues with buying feminized seeds too because it didn't we hermaphrodite them to make them make female seeds? So you know most time I buy regulars try to pick the females out of that, but uh, those happen to be um, fem feminized, and the banana daddies also were. So um, even though you know I didn't see anything crazy, and they grow good, but they grow. So the ones in my tent are probably eight inches taller, and I'm I just I'm popping them. I pop them all the time, like repair your cell walls. Nope, I repair cell walls and grow two inches. So if I wasn't popping them, they would be out of this tent. You know, that's the other thing is how short tents are. That's the, you know, the limiting factor in them is you got to work them girls down. And um, I've got them all in the, uh, oh. That's how you do that. Hold on, Eagle. I'm just messing around, man. Um, I was going to see if I could flip it around. I'd show it to you. But uh, it seems I have a background, so it would be... I guess I'd have to kill that shit yeah, to do that. But I don't exactly know how to do that because... Uh, oh. Go here. You say none. You sh step into the Thunderdome. That's how that works. Um, uh, up in the upper corner, if you tap, there should be a thing you can flip the camera around. Damn, it's all up in my grill, right? Here's one. You talking about smashing? You like the smash? I absolutely love that. And some cannons. So, uh, I like the cannons. This is a cookie, I even know. Yeah, uh, I don't like the height. So, I just, I just built this light. Hold on. To get you up here. I just built this one. That's a chilled LED. But the problem is, is I was going to put it in this room, but my restriction is the sidewall is not uh, wide enough to support the 42 inch frame. So, uh, I've got, I don't know if y'all know about, uh, they're called ducted mini splits. So it's basically same mini split technology, but you build a duct off the front, you can pipe that out, and then that's the return in the bottom. So right now I use a mini split that's on the wall that controls the temperature in the lung room, and uh, that's going to leave. That will be hooked up. 
but I got another unit floating off the coast of California, you know, hanging out in the, we can't uh, unload bullshit, but whatever. Whenever it gets there, that'll change. But I was going to say this before I shut this down, but uh, it's uh, another one from Canarano or Canarado or whatever the F that that is, but uh, it's cookie crisp, animal cookies times cookie crisp. But look at that leaf. They're like all hanging together. How about we just take you? bring you over here. See how that looks? Like she's just weird. Oh. So uh, who knows about that? But this will change. I'm going to build a pocket door to go here. This will come over to the sidewall where this tin is. I'm like, damn, this thing is zoomed in. We could back this thing off some. But uh, and then I'm going to make this hang right here. And that'll be like a four by six. And it'll hang straight. And I'll drop that down and move this over. But um, anyway, <laughs> welcome to my life, Eagle. Um, here's my, my gorilla tent. This is amazing. To all the tent growers out there, I want to say much love. Because uh, shit be bullshit sometimes. But... Uh, Here you go, O-G-O-G-O. -O -O. I'd be stripping her down. They're uh, about 15 days. That's uh, ABC Company's uh, monkey bread, which is uh, grease monkey times platinum cake. One, two, three. O-G-O-G-O, O-G-O-G-O. It's a shorter one. Uh, goat monkey seeds, cherry berry, cherry berry, cherry berry. Eight, two by four. What kind of light you have in there? HLG, 300 R stick. I like it because it's got the dim knob. The cannons have a dimmer on them, but you got to get a little bitty screwdriver all the way up inside of it. And so uh, that's kind of retarded. But uh, the uh, driver on the shield has a knob, too. I just like the dimmer knob, man, because uh, if you don't dim them, then probably blow them up, man. Uh, the plant's kind of are shot with the brightness of the LEDs from what I've seen. It, it kind of helps to kind of dim them down, just like uh, the cannons in this room. I'm just flipping around. Look at us. We're just doing shit. So you see I got them on these ratchets hanging from the ceiling. So this is another thing I always talking about, the heat in your room because your rooms can't get hot enough. I just put a fan where it blows on the damn driver and it blows the heat off of the driver into the room. And then uh, I took a metal pipe and piped it in on the sides all the way down. 
this hooked to a AC infinity outside, so it pulls from here straight in, dumps it up in the room, and blows it around. So basically, I can control what's going on here sensors that are on the wall down here. Um, anyway, I start them when I flip on the flower. This is all the way at the top. So right now, this is 30 inches off the canopy, right? And this is, but uh, if you talk to Keith, he would suggest you do in flower. Um, this is a four by six, by the way. But uh, so what I do, though, is the first week, I leave them all the way at the top. So my light intensity is not so bad down here. Because when I first put them in the room, they just have one hanging in the middle. And the other one's off because you only need one cannon on full blast to veg a four by six to where it's. I mean, I leaf stripped the other day, bro. Can you see this crap? <laughs> I don't need to do it again. They just continually throw the leaves big like this shit. But anyway, that's another day. I won't do it on the show. But uh, this is my little veg tent. Where I'm building this room out. That's another R spec. I don't know. I have issues, man. You know how it is. Damn. Jab that one. Um, back to you. I have hey, issues. I appreciate, with building, man. I appreciate the hard duct in the rooms there. I, I, I yeah. all my rooms. I've tried to hard duck as much shit as I can. People don't realize how much they lose to the ripples of them fucking flex tube. Uh, yeah. They lose a lot of that, sh all of the CMFs that they're trying so hard to keep right. up and losing a lot of their cool power. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so. You got a fan, then you get a rating on CFM, right? Which is just cubic feet per minute, um, which is the max that it can do with uh, everything being perfectly straight because that's how they're designed. I mean, that's what the engineer's working off of is point A to point B in this duct. This fan does this under this. It's called a static pressure. So it's the difference. Um, with what you breathe in. So when you breathe in and take an air, breathe in, then that's the end, and then you blow out, then this, the difference between that is a pressure. When you put a bend in it, you increase the pressure, right? Because it's harder to breathe through a bend than it is a straight piece. And uh, a good way to describe that is, remember back in the day when we used to shoot uh, spitballs at people? Um, you know, I'll probably date myself then too. So you'd want that uh, straw to be as straight as possible so you could hit Jerry in the back of the head while Miss Simpson was teaching the math class. Pow, got Jerry, right? But um, what happens if it was bent? You might not get the air pressure you wanted. Might piddle on off or shoot over there or whatever. So um, it absolutely... Uh, which 
like the tent, I've got the flex duct hanging all off of it just because I've been not the happiest with it. It's going to change anyway and go into that room. I'm basically going to flower them out and then probably going to give the tent away, to be honest with you. Um, I don't know. I might keep it. I, I have a little two-by that I use as a drying space. So two-by-four, I guess I can step it up, whatever. But um, I'm, I've been stuck in them way too long, brother. Way too long. I'm in Tent City over here. I know, I know. You got them all around you. Um, which, to be honest, I really did that because, well, one, the price of lumber went stupid, right? And um, it's like building anything now is four times the cost. So you weigh that towards, you just put it together. It's a no-brainer. You get a tent. But, um there's limitations in that, you know, like I worry about light leaks and all kinds of other jazz. So I wrap a curtain around it, you know, try to be overprotective or, or whatever. But I've never, uh, I've never, to be honest with you, in all these tents, all the tents I've had over the years, I have never, never, ever, ever put the money into one of the high end tents. Every one of them here that I'm surrounded by is one of the fucking eBay cheap ass. Really? As I can get four by and your eight. zipper still work, fucking, right? Fuck, some of these tents are good. Five years easy old. And uh, the only time I've ever had a real problem with the zipper was uh, the one tent. It was because I ran these, a uh, company sent me these. Uh, couple of these fixtures right here with the t5 led replacements and i ran two of those units side by side on a scrog and they're fucking four foot to the nose you know what i mean and it pulls the tents out every which way side to side with them and the lengthwise is the way they were because they had to see the bulbs. The manufacturer was fucking very adamant about that. When you open up yeah. tape fish, you gotta see the bulbs. So they were lengthwise and it stretched the fuck out of that zipper to close it every time and end up blowing it out. Like I said, I end up doing the curtains just like you're doing now. But other than that, if I'd use the fixtures that fit like they're supposed to. Yeah five years easy and yeah i just i've never never paid that extra it's always been them cheapos and I, as long as they don't have them plastic corners you're fucking good man <laughs> yeah well i was just uh you know how it is you do your research you think you know i'm gonna go with a reputable brand because you know, they've been in the game the longest, blah, 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 blah. They got, I mean, I got a picture of a dude that's twice my size hanging off the bar, in which I'm not saying the bars aren't super sturdy because I haven't had any problems with them. They look really nice, but the bottom zipper missing teeth. You know, did I eat my Wheaties that day? Did I jerk on the zipper? Did I knock its damn teeth out? I don't know. You know, uh, questions that I have, but uh, I currently keep a piece of duct tape on. You know, 
That sucks. I, that, that's why I was so surprised when you said it was a gorilla tent. And I was like, really, man? One of the higher-end tents you, you've had that kind of problem with? That's why I was, that's seriously why I was so surprised because, man, I, I blow up my tents, man. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it is what it is. Uh, if anything, it wouldn't make a bad bed space if uh, it built a rack in it or something because I kind of treat the veg plants like, you know, they stole something. Like you just sit over there and just hang out till I'm ready to talk to you again, you know, um, cause you know, I'm just looking to, so my earth box set up, I run two boxes on each side, right underneath those cannons. And then the plants in the middle, I always just throw something in, in a five gallon bucket. Basically it's a, uh, a fabric pot. It's got a PVC pipe that goes all the way down to the bottom. There's a rock in the bottom of the bucket. The pipe goes all the way to the bottom. And then it's got on the other side, there's a two-inch PVC pipe that goes all the way down to the bottom that's cut on a 45-degree angle that's packed with uh, cocoa all the way down it. So that's the wick that wicks the water up from the reservoir up to the top, basically the butt chug method, right? Cause the roots grow down into the reservoir after they get long enough and then they pull up water and the nutrients is in the top, and, you know, all the jazz about um, sip containers. But uh, so I usually run two plants in the middle just to make my life hard when I'm trying to water that earth box that's on the other side because it's only fun if you play obstacle with giant colas, right? I mean, that's, how I figure everybody does it. But uh, it's funny, my wife always says, you haven't figured out how to automate watering, but I do like hanging out in the shop. So, you know, it's a toss up there. If I don't have anything to do, I'll be back inside working on something inside that's way less fun than what I'm doing out here. But uh, anyway, uh, they, uh, I like to run two plants in an earth box um, because Basically, uh, I like the veg them to be two foot tall, and then I'm going to plant them in the earth box, and then I'm going to let them go another four weeks, so they'll be a little bit taller, about that three foot, I can kind of mash them down, kind of like you do, and kind of get them ready to go, and then um, like the ones in that room with the cannons, that's like day 14. I flipped them the day, two days after I got back from uh, Croptoberfest. Came home, gave them a haircut, mashed them all down. That bamboo, um, even though I know there's a lot of war stories on the bamboo and the eye sockets and all that and uh, knocking your eyeballs out, but uh, just try to go slow, right? Don't stick it in your eye. I told I, I love the band. I was again I was kind of cheesing when you showed me that shit because that's a lot. I don't I hate the fucking scrogs. I hate them. I hate them. I hate them. I hate them. I would you know much you, rather do the bamboo so, method like you need lay them in there as you need them, time in yep. the place. That's such a better way. Such a better way. So 
I like to uh, hang the whole plant to dry. And I like to, I don't do wet trim, I do dry trim. So I just knock off the big leaves three or four days before I'm going to cut you. So you have time to go ahead and heal up and there's no going to be no juju leaking out of your tail because I'm going to hit you with these loppers I got and uh, I'm going to hang you up now. Um, I don't know if you noticed in that room, I've got some uh, actually oak strips that on the sidewall that got eye hooks out of them because when I originally built the room, I would just stretch the netting across, right? And then have them where they're supported in there. Because, I mean, most of that's just support anyway. But, uh, dude, then you got to try to cut that mess off. It's all hanging all over the place. It's either that or you cut the branch and branch hang. You got to build a rack. You got to do this. You got to do that. You know what I'm saying? Where I, I just want to hang it up, bro. I, I got it here. I can put it in this little spot I've made for it. I can get it to the temperature I need and the humidity and let it go. Put it in a jar. And uh, I don't want to toot my own horn, but I mean, toot, toot, motherfucker. You know, um, I can get it. I can get it dry and good where it ain't hay and it tastes good and life is grand. Um, but I was watching um, the Builder Soil dude, Jeremy, just because I follow him because I think he's got good sense. He sells good products. Um, and he was doing that bamboo. And I thought, you know, that's pretty slick because you could just untie it at the end, slide the bamboo pole out, flick it off behind you, go to the next one, slide them all out, and then boom, you got it. Bang. Um, which way way will uh made more sense to me and then you can reuse them and i use my uh my garden snips to cut the bamboo to shape so i just measure it and then go whack and then take and tie it up now some of it's got wire and some of it's got that uh green garden uh wire that you like tie plants with it's super flimsy I got some of it around here somewhere. But, uh, uh, yeah, I like to smash them down. What, you got some? Oh, this is the green tape. Not the wire, but I know what you're talking about, the one, the wire pull out. They, I get all the my supplies like that from the same place as fucking uh, Dollar General. You get fucking the two packs of them wires. It's two pack fucking for a buck. Bought yep. for these, and I tell you what, the biggest gem I got out of that store this year, and I was pissed by the time I discovered them, it was uh, already later in the year. And I, I got a couple of them right here. These fucking things right here, they, they come in a, a pack where uh, you get different sizes with them. Get three different sizes, but these little guys right here, which work okay. great for the bamboo. You get fucking 20 of these for a buck at the Dollar General. You get this size and you get a smaller size. You get 10 of each, and they work so great on wrapping around that bamboo and just wherever you need them. Who would have known? Reusable. The Dollar General. 
I know it, right? Ain't that? I mean, they this you know this is a Dude. good size one right here. What's it? Yeah. What's it under? Like chip bag holder? It's just a plant holder. That's just just a plant holder is what they call that. Plant clip. Plant clip is what okay. they call that. And I couldn't believe it, man. I got a couple of packs of them things, and I was like, "Oh shit, these are, these are nice, man!" And I went back to go get them, and it was like end of season. I wait. I'm like, man, I need to get online and see if I can't order them right, like online from them, because <laughs> they're nuts. They're really nuts. No, that's cool, man. Um, no, I just you know always trying to evolve it, man, just to see. You know, how can I get to the next stage? Because, like I said, I grew that one that was 14 foot tall. That was a whole lot of stalk. If I was uh, trying to make paper, I guess I'd have been in the game, you know, but uh, not really into making paper. So, figured out, smash them down, let them bridge out, um, work on uh, secondary branching, um, moving that up. I try to keep the ladies clean on the bottom, shoot a bunch of air in the bottom. Keep me away from uh, pockets. I got a uh, infrared thermal camera that uh, I use for work for like if you called me and you said, uh, so the thermostat says it's 82 in my house, but as you can feel it, it's like 60. What's going on with my machine? Why didn't it stop running? And it might be like you got a pocket in the wall that lets heat come down from the attic area and it warms up the back of the thermostat, the thermostat gets a false reading, right? It's like, how do you find that? So I got this camera of one of those flurs that uh, you can look at and see what's going on. So, you know, your, your pockets of air that form up inside tents are real bad for it because uh, once the canopy gets above, there's nothing shooting in the bottom to blow it up then all the humidity stays below the leaf where um, above the leaf is a totally different temperature and that's why you get that transpiration rate in between that and that's uh, the beginnings of a bad day. I mean, you know that. You're going to have, uh, here comes the mildew with those leaves sitting on top of each other and being all moist like that. Um, train wreck in my brain. But uh, anyway, that little camera, I shoot the little room and figure out what, you know, where's my little spot that's going to be the problem. And then we just hit that with the fan or just add more air in or do something to remove that. But um, funny how that stuff just all kind of lays out in those little rooms. Like I noticed how you open yours up. So they just all homogenize into the same room and you don't even have to worry about any of that going on because it's all open, you know. Um where the more you keep them locked down is the more you're going to keep that humidity in there and it can drift depending on airflow and whatnot. I actually uh, recommend for tent growers uh, that when the lights shut off, that instead of keeping it uh, closed up, like say these men, when my lights shut off, I'll let them stay open for a half hour before I close them up because I know if I lights if I shut them up before that light goes off I'm trapping that humidity in there and uh, I'm just kind of asking for more of a problem uh if you don't mind I 
Keith and Chief in chat is asking uh, if I veg in, if I veg outside of the tents, and the answer is yes. Every tent here is in flowering. Every tent flowers. All eight tents, all four by eight tents, except the thirty by thirty here, are all in flowering stage. Uh, my veg area is what you see behind me right here. Switch cameras if it switches. There we go. My this is my veg area. It's all right here behind me. And uh, yeah. this is all on all the time, 24 hours. It usually doesn't affect no light leaks in my tents. So there's two, two phases of what goes on here. The veg is on 24 hours, the HPS run at night, and then four. So these, these tents HPS run at night, and then the other LED tents run during the day. So they offset. So I have, it isn't a constant workload all at one, one time of the night, you know what I mean? It's kind of split up a little bit. So just answering that question, Jan. No, I, I, no, no light leaks. Even with these cheap tents, I've never had a real bad problem unless it was me not properly opening and shutting tents on time. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. It's just, I guess, uh, once the zipper failed, it was all downhill from there. You know, uh, before that, I don't know, man. I see the value in them. I mean, if all you've got is a closet and, you know, that's all you can do, then absolutely. I mean, uh, it's funny, uh, Another show that I watch, Caribou Heart TV. Uh, they, uh, Uncle Rick's got his little she spinoff show. What is it? Uh, uh, just be buds. Um, let's be buds. And he's got a four by four where he's going to grow four plants because in Canada they can all grow four plants, and he'd like to show them how to do it. But it, you know, I mean, you know, that's the 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 simple method of it is you can get into this for cheap because. Uh, or you can jack up a bunch of money, you know. Um, they'll, it's a it's a hobby at best, right? And they a lot of the um, the people that uh, sell us products look at it as a hobby market, and so they mark up the products because it's you know for cannabis. It's your you know what else you gonna do? But um, like you find it at the Dollar General, you can find, <clears throat> you know, plant supports for almost nothing. Or you could go to the hydroponic store and buy those same ones or ones that look similar for, what, 12 times the cost? Um, Probably. Just, just because you're in the wrong store, homie, you know, um, buying the wrong stuff. And uh, they'll let you buy it, which is uh, another shame of the, the game, I guess, because, uh, like, if you go in the hydro store that I go to, they got every kind of bottle of nutrients you can think of hanging on the wall, bro. Like, come get the 87-part mix with the cherry on top, you know? And, uh, I mean, they have other stuff, too, but 
they also have that because that's how you know the advertising goes to get you a nice looking chick on a bottle riding a tiger and uh roll out you know but uh i like the way they they sell you those packages like you're telling you there we've got the 36 part you know it's gonna do everything for you and then when you can't start getting hip to you know i'm tired of this shit and then you go i'm giving it up soon as i run out i'm giving it up but then the the system set up to run out of gas in pieces so you never really run out of everything at once you're just like okay when i run out of this bottle so you'd replace this piece of the puzzle and now you've got two-thirds again and it just never ends to where you can just kind of quit the fucking system and shit you gotta just say fuck it i'm not doing it and you end up with a bunch of shit you just never use again so many so many so many bottles they uh Watch this. I like to keep it. Oh, it's oh, fuck. It's in the back. I like to keep it for uh, old time's sake. My cow mag bottle. Um, I don't, I think I've had it. 10 years. I mean, it went through the spraying of the foam in the shop to insulate it out. It's just uh, still got a little bit more cow mag, right? All they need. Uh, but, uh, you know, I hate it too because you know, people are hard-headed and they want to go the rough way when it you don't even have to do all that i mean you can drive plants uh water them every day do all kinds of crazy stuff cocoa i mean i remember when you were the the chunky cocoa man and then you ran into an earth box experience i mean it's like uh you can get some hella growth out of them man you got to be patient though you got to wait on them. They got to get that little root down in that reservoir. But once they do and they can drink that water, bro, like I got to go in there, pluck these leaves, get them out of the way, let these other little sites get their little sun sunshine on them. Um, some people like to do the uh, uh, leaf strip at 21 days. And uh, I don't really do that. I do a... Uh, How do I explain this? So I don't cut my leaves. I take my big finger, grab the leaf, push up with the bottom and push down with my nail. Kind of like you're getting a green bean off a vine. If you've ever got green beans off a bush. Um, because, <coughs> um, so when I was a kid, I grew up on a farm and we had cows and, uh, if you study anything about cows, uh, when they walk around and graze the land, the land grows the grass. The grass actually reacts differently to something grazing it 
than if you cut it like with a lawnmower. Um, science, right? Whatever. So I, in my brain, I think when I nip the leaf piece and pull it off, then I'm kind of mimicking nature and the animal biting the plant, a uh, rabbit nipping it, a, you know, something just naturally doing it instead of a scissor stroke so precise right up on you i left you no nothing you know uh get you get you off there if it strings out i just cut the string i get my scissors out and cut the string i don't try to be pulling string all the way down the thing but um the key is not to make string right but uh I find that if I go in and like every two days, I take 7% of the big leaves off from the first day I flip to probably three weeks in, probably that 21. By the time I get there, the light has shone down to all the sites, all the sites have pushed up as much as possible because in my mind, and it could be wrong, um, take the big leaf off and the little leaf says, fuck you, homie. I'm going to be the big leaf now. And so it becomes the big leaf. In becoming the big leaf, it pulls all the nutrients to it and all the little stuff behind it comes along, right? So my theory is I'm going to pop y'all off all the way up to the third week when the stretch stops and all the sites are set and this is what I got to work with. And then I go back down and clean up so that I can get the nutrients to like, I don't know, the last five sites. I ain't trying to lark around, bro. Pocket bud is not a good look. But, yeah, it's uh, sounds like a good system. Sounds like you've got it down. Well, um, so like I said, I do the two boxes on each side, and so I try to run two plants in each box, um, except for the one I got one in it. Well, actually, two of them this time in there, just because one of them is a cut I got from my homeboy that's a uh. Uh, 20 Mendocino's 2020's uh, what is it uh, Mimosa Island Mimosa or something anyway but he I had already smoked the flower so if I smoke the flower and it's good then I will give you your own little earth box flatten you out let you be a little two by three flattened out spot in there and um beat you to death with this cannon they, they i really really like them. i really hate how tall they are i mean in the beginning it's novelty and you're like Ooh, look at my heat sink right and uh show them to somebody they're like mother okay look at what you have a giant cannon to blast at them but i also think what could i do with another foot because you know yeah, 
right, I'd like to have that extra space there. You know what I mean? Fucking flatten that out with an LED. I'd love to have that extra, you know? So I mean it's the uh the reason why the the um chilled LED light that I built is a bar, it's flat. The uh HLGs that I have they're flat. Um I every now and again I'll talk shit to Keith because he's wolfed the uh plank, which is supposed to be his flat LED light. Um because, you know, uh I So you watch shows, right? You feel like, like you, um, this is your first time meeting me, but I feel like I know you way more than, than you know me because I've sat and watched your shows, listen to you talk, tell you stories, uh, go through the, you know, uh, getting the organic peel and all that stuff. Watch you take it, all that jazz. Um, and uh, so you kind of get like, I feel like I know you, even though you don't know me, right? It's kind of that feeling. I'm sure everybody in chat feels the same way. Like, yo, that's Eagle. Like, if I saw you at the gas station, your ass is hit. I'm going to be like, hey, hey, hey. Are you Eagle so. Gardens? You know? Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then if you're not, I'd be like, damn, you know? Sorry, bro. Um, have a nice day. But if it just because you, you, you get comfortable because you are, you know, 513. I mean, damn, you know. Um, and in most of your shows, like I usually watch after the fact because unless I wake up, then about midnight, my dude cuts the light off and then I'll sleep till, you know, two or three. Sometimes you'll see me pop in. Y'all have already been deep into whatever you're talking about. I'll jump in and then I'll just hang out to the joint hits me and then you just watch me fade i just fade back out to the morning and then because i gotta go and do uh work man and but i'll watch your show later on and figure out what in the hell y'all talked about that was probably crazy or uh what was your guy's name you had the other night the leaf guy uh oh the rooted leaf dude Dude, that guy is so smart. Um, I felt like uh, – so I learned how to do heating and air while I was in prison. And uh, I remember thinking um, – I told my case manager, I said, look, um, I don't know how to do anything to sell drugs and be a damn criminal. So you need to damn put me in a vocational skill so we keep me out of trouble. Right, because I gotta learn how to do something. And um they they did. They helped me out. They shot me over here. They taught me some heat in there. And I remember thinking, damn, man, it's a whole lot of numbers and we gotta learn math and chemistry, refrigerant charge and all this jazz that goes with it. And uh I remember thinking, damn, I gotta learn all this shit. And I just crammed it down the hole because I kind of felt like my life depended on it, you know, like um where I'm from, man, they're just waiting for your ass to be fucking up and they will take you away from here like anywhere else, right? And if you're going to try to play the game, then they absolutely going to play the game with you and like everywhere else. Um, so I didn't want to play the game. I wanted to go 
hey, let's do heat in the air because the rest of the shit was like block laying. Um, I don't want to be a block layer. That, no. Um, they had the dudes that did carpentry. They put the roofs on the block buildings that they built. I would, don't want to do the carpentry trick either because that looked like that was some four by fours and some six by sixes that, you know, get heavy after a while. So um, I wanted to try to go the other way, even though I crawl under house, but my knees and elbows crawl over here, drag this tool bag, um, fix your gut work, all this jazz. So anyway, um, it worked out. I ended up uh, passing the state board test, like I said, getting a mechanical contractor's license to run a business and be, you know, legit. And uh, it has absolutely paid my bills. Uh, but I took the test twice, right? I can tell this community this. I couldn't tell my mom and dad, all the people that, you know, pray for me daily. Um, but uh, so I, the first time, uh, you know this about codes, they make you have all these books that they make you buy that are very expensive, boring ass shit about a bunch of minimums that I can only do this at your house. I can do greater than this, but I cannot do less than. So, you know, that's the game that we play with our inspectors. So, um, my books were going to run out and I was going to have to buy a whole new motherfucking set. And I was like, I'm going to ride four hours to another town that's administering the test one week before my books are no longer good. And I have to buy, I think it's like $1,200 worth of books to do it. And uh, just to take, just to send the application in and take the test again in the following year. And so I rode all the way up the street, um, stayed at a hotel, got up, had coffee, ate breakfast, went um, sober, just because, you know, got to be sharp. I should have burnt one. I did not. Did not burn one, which is not normally me. Um, and I went in there, sober Dan, boom just crashed her straight down i missed like safety questions sorry i didn't mean to miss your safety questions but so i had to wait 90 days and i could retake it so i had to buy the books 1200 more dollars for the same books with like two revisions on page 12 um bunch of garbage state bullshit um got to love those state people um I did a normal routine, stoner moment. I got high. I went to Taco Bell. I went and fucking crushed that test. Um, no anxiety, no uh, whatever. Broke my little calculator out, did all their algebraic formulas. No problem, right? Um, just normal routine. And it's uh, because... It's a de-stressor, you know. Um, back in the day when I was a kid, I called it the fuck it, you know, smoke a joint, say fuck it, you know, hold my beer, watch me do this. But really what it is, is it just it just wipes the anxiety out. 
and it allows you to focus on the matter at hand. And, it, you know, depending on what that matter is, just so happens to be the situation you're in, you know? And um, so it actually uh, helped me out because, you know, uh, like walk in there, make you take your hat off, put it in a bag, zip all your shit up behind you, locked up. You can't put your hands behind, um, off the table, you know, got a camera on you while you take a test on a computer. Crazy. My worst injury I've ever had on a job has came from my, my only silver safety meeting. Came married after a serious, straight up, no cannabis safety meeting. Ready, break, about chopped off my middle fucking finger. And, like, and I was working with like the crew leader. We'd split up into teams. And he sends me up, yeah, you come with me. And he's on the inside. I'm uh, doing windows, window glazer. I took the job because it was a prevailing wage prevailing wage and i wasn't losing this fucking job for nothing man hired in at 45 fucking dollars an hour fucking an hour i was fucking you were gonna i even told the cat when i hired in i'm like you ain't gonna get me to leave i'm working every available hour you throw me right. you know like right. crazy even after fucking this happens so he goes in we first i'm telling you first on only safety meeting this is I've worked for myself or people like myself this whole time. And this is the first time like stepping up into like a bigger category, union type, you know. And uh, so fucking he goes in and he starts dismantling the window from the inside. And he says something to me and I pop my head in. And I talk to him and I fucking pop my head back out and I leave my hand setting in the sill. And it's a school, metal frame windows, all of them three by three, three fucking sashes, upper and lowers. And he's dismantling like the spring parts of them. So we fucking pull them up. Fucking, he's already taken out the fucking parts of the window. And I'm like, I've got my hand in there. I just popped in. I'm like, okay, got my hand in there. Upper sash fucking shit comes down like a guillotine. And tops off fucking most of this fucking finger. The only thing that saved it was I, at the time I had a fucking wedding band on at that point. And it fucking, it stopped the window from going all the way. But it was hanging from like a thread. And I look at him, I'm like, he's like, what? I'm like, and the fucking just dangling there. And yeah, fucking... He's like, holy shit. And as we kind of like, fucking, he's like, come on, we got to find the boss. Fucking, uh, so we find the boss. We like look down the hallway and here he comes fucking walking with like the school superintendents and the fucking county guy. And fucking, we're like, oh, no. So he kind of walks by and fucking look kind of busy. And, uh, fucking team leader fucking as he walks by he's like hey man i need to talk to you he's like yeah okay and he's like no yeah he kind of grabs him and yanks him into the room he's like what what's going on he's like he look on his finger he's like he's like holy shit get him <laughs> out of here see that shit 
Yeah, yeah. get the fuck out of here. Yeah. They fucking sent me to the fucking after hours. They're fucking no drug tests, no nothing. They fucking didn't want nothing to do with it. We're paying cash for this injury. I came back to work that fucking day. That fucking day. And finished out the fucking night. I worked the next day, the day after that. Fucking that fucking to this day, you can kind of see how it fucking droops. I can't even like straighten it out like that. Figure that nice and straight there. It's always got that like where it chopped the tendon there. I had I'd wear a little cap on that bad boy forever, forever. Boy, wear a splint on that thing. I, I, I but, totally get it. I I got a full hitchhiker on one hand. And I can only do a little bit on the other. You can push it back. See? Well, that's where that furnace dropped on it. But uh, I was uh, so apparently everybody's not good at trades, which is fine. You know, some people have to be laborers. It's, it's fine, right? Um, I had gone to work for this company that did like uh, grocery stores and restaurants like big chains, right, and uh, nursing homes. And they would do multiple units. I mean, just uh, like my license is a residential license. I can do anything on a residence and light commercial up to 15 tons. So like a a Wendy's or a Taco Bell. But um, this was like unlimited, like I did a, uh, a Kia dealership on the back end of it. They had uh, 18 stalls with lifts that they could work on cars if the cars came in. And the unit that sat on top of the building was big enough that I could walk inside of it. I'm five nine, walk in and uh, leak search a coil that was leaking Freon. It had four compressors on it. It was a 50-ton machine. It was massive. Um, biggest unit I've ever worked on. But uh, same principles apply to it that do little ones, whatever. But um, uh, fucking stoner moment. I just missed it. Uh, I don't know where I was going with all that bullshit. But uh, basically, um, so I was going to say this. Uh, I got a couple of guys that uh, they'll, I don't know if they'll watch this later on, but uh, we're going to meet up next weekend in VA, and they're going to have a kind cup, their first one ever. And so we're all going to meet up, and uh, they all do HVAC. And I was telling them the other night that that's all I talk about is HVAC and cannabis and, gar- and regular gardening. Like I grew a pineapple this year. It was about this big. One pineapple. That'd be pretty cool. It was, man. I ate that rascal too, and it was the best pineapple I've ever tasted. Um, I didn't know, you know, you just do research. You got to put them in a bigger pot. They got to be in like a 16 by 16 bucket that's kind of shallow because they don't have real long roots. But um, mine's not in that. So, of course, it wasn't going to make a big fruit because we know got to have the roots to have the fruits. They're a neat plant. They're actually a really neat plant. Did you save it? Did you kind of keep it going? I did. Can you look? Well, did you? Yeah, I did. So, 
you take it off and it'll shoot another sprig out that'll form another flower that of course becomes the pineapple and then the top of the pineapple you cut it off the green foliage that goes up if you cut it off at the base and leave a little flesh stick it in a jar it'll root down from it you can have another plant so um they technically, if you watch any of it on YouTube, um, the guys, they'll, they'll tell you, you can go to the store and buy pineapple and cut the green part off and stick it in the water and root your own pineapple plant. The only issue is, is the ones from the store um, have pesticides on them. I actually bought a pineapple plant to try to grow it because um, that's part of this whole uh I guess it's good for your soul to grow stuff. You know, I grow all kinds of shit. I get the seed out of the avocado and stick to, uh, toothpicks in it, put it in water and watch it grow up, even though I can't grow avocados here. Um, takes five years to get an avocado. And they got to go through frost and they can't. So, you know, whatever. It is what it is. Yeah, can you try it indoor, though? So I got it in a coffee cup. It's about this tall and it's got a root mass the size of the coffee cup. So I kind of feel sorry for it, but I just keep pouring the water off, pouring new water on, have a nice life, bro. When it gets big enough, I'd like to transplant it, but you know, those are trees. They get giant. It's not, I can't keep it. I can keep a pineapple plant, drag it inside. I'm going to stick it outside next year and see if the sun will beat it down. Something to be noted to uh, if anybody in chat's thinking I'm going to go get me a damn pineapple that uh, the guy that I watch on YouTube, which I'm not going to shout him out because I did not follow his channel. So it's not like I remember his name. I'm sorry. Um, but uh, when you cut it off and you stick it in water and then it roots out and you stick it in the dirt and of course you up pot it just like we do to get it to a big size and it kind of grows like aloe with the, the um the foliage coming out being real sharp right coming out of the side um it takes two years to get it to where it'll flower so be patient too you know um that's the, the one of the best things about gardening is learning to be patient. Um, I remember being uh, so jacked up when the first plants that I was really seriously trying to grow, I was trying to follow like nine different channels and five different kinds of recipes. And I was trying to mingle that all in and just do it to them. And they were coming to, oh, cut them down too early didn't know at the time you gotta wait you gotta wait feel like it's time wait a little more you know you gotta wait until you get that feel like you say to where you kind of okay this is what I need to do at this stage this is what I need to do at that stage um, you just gotta wait and in doing that um, is where the gardener, I feel like, finds the peace 
in the plant because in the waiting, um, we have to observe other things and it's not so instant gratification. Um, and that's why I like pineapples and stuff. I just say, you know, disclaimer, you cut a pineapple off, you get a pineapple in two years. They also like, uh, what is it? Full sun, eight hours. So, you know, you could stick them in a grow room if you wanted to uh, waste the space. But uh, I put them on the back porch, let them have at it um, through a uh, side glass window. And um, then uh, I think next year I'm going to take that one outside and see if I can't just let it just soak up sun from. Because my front yard gets about. I mean, peak summer, it probably gets all over 14. So, I mean, the pineapple should love it. And hopefully I get a bigger pineapple because it was really good. You know, everybody was impressed with the, the little piece I gave them here. You know, uh, check this out. Like, you're going pineapple? I'm like, yeah, it's what it is. I do enjoy it. I think that's um, cool. So you think it, it not only, like just kind of like we do with the cuts you've got now have a, a heritage pineapple you know what i mean yeah that's pretty cool they uh at some point uh, at some point it, you could actually like be like you know what i mean the passing of the guard you know what i mean that special moment we get together every two years the tasting of pineapple. Right, right. Well, part of me wonders if the original, the mom plant, um, that guy was talking about his shot another shoot out the next year. That uh, So I up-potted her once I figured out she needs a bigger container. They like to put them in like whiskey barrels is what they really want to put them in. But uh, I can't move a whiskey barrel in and out um that looks like i blew my back out trying to grow a pineapple and uh nobody wins on that right <laughs> like you dumb ass you could have bought one for four dollars and a half but uh instead you blew your back out um so i put mine in a uh it basically what they would sell you at a box store that have uh kind of more flat and a round circle that's about 12 inches around. So I ain't giving them the 16. And I put them in uh, Coco Loco because uh, Coco Loco is basically cocoa worm castings and uh, perlite that uh, they like to be moist. They say water them twice a week, but uh, I pretty much hit mine every time I look at it, the dirt's dry and it doesn't give it a problem. Um, but it's, you know, like anything else. Um, aloe um anything that you got to learn they're all different which helps because if you grow the same plant every single time you have missed the damn experience um you know the experience is the variety and how much um we connect back to that variety um with ourselves i mean uh like this year in my garden i tried to grow broccoli which i've grown broccoli in the past broccoli is not a real hard thing to grow but 
you know, it seems like everybody likes to eat broccoli. So then I just got this banker plant out here. And they're just eating though. We got no broccoli, no broccoli. Um, we got lots of cucumbers, lots of tomatoes, lots of uh, peppers and green beans and potatoes and all the other things. I just let them eat the broccoli. My wife would be out there like, you're not going to cut the broccoli down? No, no. You cut the broccoli down, they're going to eat something else. So, you know, it, it's part of the experience. Uh, some have to drop so that, you know, others can live. That that is the symbol of Mother Nature. It's uh, all on the Discovery Channel. Just watch a little bit of it. You know, back in the seventies, this this pissed me off when I found this out. To be honest with you, because I, I've said this a bunch of times. Fucking, it's I really believe that it's far as cannabis as a medicine and it, as you're saying it doesn't have to be cannabis it could be fucking fruits it could be vegetables it could be fucking succulents it could be whatever but the time we spend in this in our rooms is the, like you said earlier i could be in the house doing all this shit but i'm kind of happy out here hanging out doing all this things you know, you feel more at peace. You get things out of your head. Things get cleared. Fuck, when I was actually doing more construction work, if I had problems at work, when I as I was working in the garden, I'd be like, oh, yeah, that's fucking what I need to do there. There's my fucking solution. You know what I mean? They found out in the 70s the therapeutical value of cultivating on a home level for PTSD and fucking addicts. In the 70s, they had documentation, white papers of this shit, and it got buried. Think of how many people from fucking 70s till now that could have fucking, you know, taken up a hobby garden or whatever, and it been such a stress reliever instead of them finding other things or whatever, man. It, that when I found that out, I was really fucking mad because th there is just so much about being the plants, growing the plants. You know, uh, just say as your pineapple plant, say uh, two years on that. How many for the for the avocado did you say? Five. Five. To be a tree. Same thing. To be I a think. Sorry, to be a tree. Uh, yeah. The same thing with bamboo. That seed, you know, you plant a bamboo seed, you won't see any results five years. But when it pops through that earth, it grows 90 fucking feet in the first year. Yep. So just like uh, like anything else, you know, when do you give up a culture and your dream there? You know what I mean? Just because you're not seeing any results, you know, throughout that five years or whatever, do you stop watering it? Do you give up on it just because you can't see the progress? No, no. When, um, no, you, you keep ever the dream going, and then when it breaks through, you know what I mean? It's so worth it. What, what do they call those uh, millennial plants? Um, the ones that only bloom once every hundred years? You know what I'm talking about? They look like succulent cactuses or whatever, and they shoot the one bloom up. And uh, maybe it's not 100 years, maybe it's 50, whatever. Anyway, so when I was a kid long ago, 
uh, we had a little beach dive at the coast and um, we would go out there and there was this old lady who had this tri-bike. Her name was, uh, I ain't gonna say it, we're all, she ain't got a screen name, but anyway, she ain't around no more either, but uh, she had one of those at her little spot and we would go over there and hang out with her and she was cool and whatnot. And I was just a little kid, but I remember one summer that fucker bloomed and she was like, came and got us and was like, this is something you will never see again. Unless you go to like Arizona or wherever they're from and actually, you know, find an older one because they only do it ever so often. And, um, I thought that was the coolest thing, man, that, uh, she had to wait however long after she bought it hoping to live out to see a bloom on one plant but um i'm not much on botanicals like uh flowers and uh shrubs and you know let me go out here and landscape i'm not a landscaper um like i said i grew up on a farm we grew food um grew our own food um and so I know the taste of real food. And then I know the taste of like Walmart food. And so uh, I like the real stuff. And so I grow a garden because I like the real stuff. And uh, I like to think that uh, kind of what you were saying earlier about uh, how you think it's, you know, a little messed up how they how they do the suppression of the white papers, though they know things are good for people that have PTSD, right? Um, though they don't want us to do that, they would rather me take Xanax the rest of my life and deal with, you know, PTSD that way and not uh, try to, you know, use cannabis and gardening as a means to work through the things that are holding me hostage that give me the PTSD, right? Because uh, we all have to identify that bullshit and work through it. Um, they don't want you to do that because Big Pharma runs that shit. And if you're pumping into that, then, you know, they're making more money, which is, I hate to say it, but um, it's the American way, man. It's like uh, capitalism all the way. They don't want you to grow your own food. They'd like for you to go down here and buy it from the Walmart. Absolutely. You know, because profit shares go up. You're stuck on the grid. They make you eat what they want you to eat. They spray that stuff with gas to make it ripen in trucks as it comes to you. It's not how it works. Um, when I was a kid, young, we used to take uh, cows to the sale and sell meat like uh my grandpa uh, bred the cows. The cows would come out. We'd load them on the trailer when they got nine months old. They'd weighed about, I don't know, uh, four to 600 pounds. And then they would sell them. And some people would buy them. And they'd go to their farms and hang out and be cows. Sometimes they'd get bought and go to feed lots out west. And um, They had this big arena that had these two auctioneers up top and my grandpa would give us this big speech about you can't fucking move and don't fucking shake your hands and you know don't do shit because that dude will think you're bidding on a cow and we ain't buying anything except for this kind of bull or whatever i'll tell you when we're gonna bid because they'd run 
all kinds of cows through there. So we'd have to wait and pick the one that he'd want. But anyway, he'd always say, look at the McDonald's man down front. And it'd be a dude. He'd have a Mickey D's hat on. He'd be sitting down front. And he would pick all the old cows that came through, all the bad cows, all the you didn't want to bid on it, uh, bone showing, not good, bro. Bottom of the barrel, cheapest thing he could find every single time. And uh, my grandpa would hit you with, when they leave here, they're going to debone him. And everything that's edible is going to be ground in the patty. Go get you a Big Mac. Needless to say, I don't eat McDonald's, bro. Because you think about it, um, they don't care what happens to you as long as you buy a cheeseburger. I mean, I'm a contractor for a living. I basically make a living off people being uncomfortable. Your shit don't work. You're hot. It's summertime. You call me. I come make money off you. You don't want to be hot. I got you. You don't want to be cold. I got you. You know? Um, it's America. It's where we live. But the problem is, is we will absolutely destroy ourselves for money, for the greed. And it's a shame because uh, you read in the books and it says it won't start it out like that, you know. In fact, it was very much the opposite. I agree. I agree. We weren't said it wasn't supposed to be uh, a working most of your life to put a roof over your head and shitty food in your mouth. That's what I It's really not, but I mean, you know, um, we like for things to be easy, and as they get easier, they're going to get harder, man, on other other aspects of us. You know, um, why do we die from 57 different kinds of forms of cancer now? I mean, shit, you know, bro. I think that when your grandfather told you that when you sat back there that, that day, they actually put a real, real fucking cows in them burgers. We don't even know what the fuck's in them nowadays. They may not even be this crazy cow in this. Right? <laughs> they done stretched that shit way on out, bro. Yeah. Stepped on it two or three times. Fuck. It, you know, we'll and uh, it's sad, but it's easy. And, I, you know, as much as I say that, you know, I still go eat a cheeseburger downtown. I want you to think I'm, uh, we got a saying around here called granola, where you're too hippie. You just, you know, don't want to eat nothing, but just eat garden leaves and stuff. But uh, I still go to the Taco Bell, and I know it's killing me. You know, I still smoke damn cigarettes, but all of it is against us, though, the whole system. And that's what is the shame because of where we live. I mean, it's, you know, the greatest place on earth. And yet, is it? So, you know, I love it. I don't want you to ever think I'm not going to raise my flag and be patriotic. But at the same time, I'm like, you know, if George Washington was here, me and him would fucking have a talk and he would be pissed. 
You don't know how many times that I've pulled up and I, I, I do it too. I occasionally eat at the fucking McDonald's. I hate it. Every time I pull up to McDonald's, because like I said, it's the only thing. It is the only thing around me for fucking 30 fucking miles is that McDonald's. And there's times I just pull up in that thing just because I'm hungry, don't feel like cooking. And I literally say to myself, I hate this fucking food. Yep. Yep. The next day, your guts remind you of why you say that. Next day? It ain't even the next day. If you put cheese on that shit a half hour later, man, you're like, man, something ain't right. So crazy, man. So crazy. Um, you know, and I, I really hate it, too. I, I feel so blessed in life that I had the raising I had living on the farm and uh, kind of hanging out with my grandpa, who was a Depression-era kid, so he was all about, like, you know, not being wasteful and, you know, being mindful of the stuff, you know. Uh, he always said another thing that was really uh, insightful that was uh, about money and uh, things they don't teach you in school. He said uh, he only made uh, a gross uh salary as a he was an agriculture agent that went around to farms that needed help with cows and he would teach you or talk to you about what to feed them better milk them better cow shit right so talked about cows all day and ran a cow farm so um he uh he would say he only made fourteen thousand dollars a year was his max salary he retired in like 1972 or some shit, right? So it was a different time frame. Money was different back in the day. But he would say, you know, it's not about what you make. It's about what you keep. So, you know, years later, uh, I stumble into being a contractor because if you move away from somebody else paying you and you have to pay yourself, then you pay yourself you pay Uncle Sam, um, you pay Uncle Sam again, and then you pay him some more. And then you get to keep a little bit out of that, you know, and you get that because that's just the price of doing business. If you step out of the limelight, then they put their hand out. You put some stuff in it. Um, but uh, so, you know, they put you on a wheel, though, round and around you go. Make more money, pay more taxes. Make more money, pay more taxes. So you work more to keep more. But you know what else you give up? Time. So let me ask you a question. Have you ever sat in your garden just maybe came in from work. You haven't started yet. You thought, I'm going to smoke this joint. I'm just going to look at these plants, kind of get me a game plan, start at tent one, go down the line, do the, you know, all the stuff you need to do. But as you're sitting there, you're smoking your joint, it just kind of all stops. 
And for a moment, no time. You ever had that happen? Let's see. So, I've had that happen in my room, in my strawberry patch. I got a uh, asparagus bed. I mean, I got all kinds of shit. I grow all kinds of food-based stuff. Blueberries, blackberries, whatever. Um, so, you know, I get lost out there in the strawberry patch, man. Um, just hanging out with the strawberries, picking these weeds, throwing down some fertilizer, cutting these runners, picking these strawberries. Um, I feel like it's because the time leaves because I have deplugged from society and plugged into the natural world, um, the more natural state of being of, uh, I hate to say hunter-gatherer because, uh, you know, I don't think my knuckles drag the ground. But, um, you know, just back to the original form of man where it's back to basics of food, shelter, water, air. You know, basic necessities. Might want to dig a hole if you're taking a shit. You know, just normal things. It's not, uh, is the power bill going to get paid? Or do I have to go down here and do some dumb shit tomorrow? Or, you know, whatever the, the stressor is of the day is gone because uh, singularly focused on plants. And, you know, why they would think that, you know, that's not helpful. I, I don't know. But I, I mean, I, I absolutely know they want you to buy it from somebody else, man. You know, fucking lobbyists. They can't sell you know this. They can't sell that feeling. That's why they want to try to sell you what's in the box. They want to try to say, that's why the commercials look like what you're describing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Do you, if you Absolutely. have you ever thought about that? Them commercials look like the feeling that you just described right there. It's they're like yes, but you can get that like you're saying right here, right, okay. right, right, and I fucking. You know, I was going to say, like, uh, the beauty of the farmer's market, man. Um, anybody in chat, if you don't go to your farmer's market, you probably suck, bro. Um, you should at least go check those cats out because um, that's where the local, um, all the local produce is coming. Um, you know, one day I would like to think that, that that's where cannabis will be sold is at the farmer's market along with every other crop that you can buy. Um, I would like to think that one day when it's all said and done, it'll probably be traded on the stock market, just like corn and soy and all the rest of it. Um, I know that you don't uh, really want it to be uh, probably that way as far as because the medical people will probably be pushed out by then, but um, which I hate to see because we know the garbage they're going to bring. They're going to bring right here. This is what they're going to bring. Camel, Camel of Cannabis, and Marlboro. Um, I hate to say it, but they geared up, man. You think about it. 
how big is the tobacco lobbyist? How big, bro? I got places in my town, uh, Eagle, that uh, 115-year-old houses, they're like 6,000 square feet. They got like ballrooms in them. Do you know who originally built them? Tobacco barons. People that owned thousands of acres of tobacco. I'm talking about deep. Not during slavery time. After. In the 1900s. Um, just. I did one. It was built in 1904. They imported a guy from Italy to build a stained glass window in the middle of the house to where when the sun hit in the south, it would shine through this lady um, into the house. 12-foot ceilings, mahogany door frames. Um, one day when we're chatting, I'll show you these pictures of this house. You, As a carpenter, you will absolutely love the carpentry work on the inside. I mean, just unrealistic everything was plaster walls just uh i had a boiler in it um but i said that to say that, that down the street there's all these giant old houses and it's because money fueled by tobacco and um you know they they really have hit them hard and you know this with uh, all the taxes stuff and you don't think that those people aren't waiting to rebound those profits from all those years lost, then you ain't watching, bro. I mean, you got Budweiser trying to make drinks. You don't think Marlboro's going to drop some 20-pack of, of joints for $4? It's all of the above, brother. It's not just that. Fucking cannabis is putting a huge dent in Big Pharma's pocket. Alcohol's pocket, tobacco's pocket, all of them guys, just like you say, are fucking taking a huge beating from cannabis right now and would love to fucking regroup them fucking losses. And that's what I'm afraid of. That's exactly what I'm afraid of because when they get their thorns into it, we're going to be, because, and don't get me, they see, they see the exactly what you said the dream that we're talking about how we get in our rooms and how therapeutic this is to us and fucking because this is every like i've said i say this all the time this right here this time we spend right here is every bit is therapeutical just like you said as actually consuming the medicine they see that why do you think they're already it isn't because there's access cannabis on the fucking streets and they're worried about this or that. They see the healing power of it, how it bonds us, how it fucking, they see all that. And they're like, fucking no way. Go back to the commercials. We're going to take that away. Go back. You want that? Go back and watch the commercial because that's the shit that you're going to buy after fucking they get their hooks into this. They're going to pull the grow right out from under us and there'll be more of those commercials. You want to be feeling like you were in your grow room again? Try Xanabas. <laughs> I love it. It's the truth. It's the truth. It's the truth, man. Um, they, uh, 
you know, they're happy as long as we buy shit from them. We feed them the money back into their pockets and they get to, you know, buy more shit at the mass level, then they're happy. I mean, really, let's be honest. That, that's what makes them happy. Um, but if, if they're not making profits, bro, then they're going to shut it down. I mean, I follow, like I said, the Michigan Bro Show. I watch your show. Um, y'all are Michigan-based shows. So I also follow, like, Medical Mondays because I ain't in Michigan. I'm not going to vote for any of this stuff. I, if I was, I'd, I'd be bombing too, you know. Um, but I feel like who's behind trying to get the caregivers out? Who do you think that is? It's a big dog somewhere, and they've got an angle they're trying to push. Because why do you crush a man that's trying to help more people? To make them go to the dispensary and spend money on stuff that is not treated correctly? I mean, let's be honest. Uh, after it gets bagged and thrown over here and flipped over there and knocked over here, then the medicine is gone. It's The medicine is not the the leaf. I don't grow leaves. I don't grow stalks. I grow trichomes. I have a harvest bin that when I trim them, the shit falls through. I sweep that up, keep it in a little owl container. Um, you know, um, I keep that's the medicine. So, and then if you go, I, you know, it's funny. Uh, I go into the dispensary because everybody's got to go at least one time, right? And, uh, You talk to them and it's like, I know more about this shit than you do. You know, you you don't, but you can't tell me what's, who grew this and what they grow it in and how did they treat it and did they spray stuff on it and all you can tell me is it passed this test. Oh, that's awesome. You know, you get some from me, I ain't spray shit on it. How about that? I mean, that's because that's my personal preference. And if you do spray stuff on your stuff, I probably don't want to smoke it, man. You know? Um, I mean, that's the problem with tobacco is what we spray on. It. I mean, they load that stuff down. Um, I got a, uh, some people I do some work for that uh, own about 500 acres of tobacco. And they sell to um, a spot in uh, VA that say, uh, it all goes to Japan. Because, you know, they pay the highest for it, so that's who gets it. But um, they sprayed a spray, and the Japanese beetles were still lighting up their leaves. And that would be kind of like a, our buds getting hit by spider mites or whatever. And so uh, the brand, the Japanese people, sent them another chemical. Well, they sprayed that chemical and uh, wiped out all of the Japanese beetles around, man. Um, didn't bother the plants anymore, made it stop. Um, did they have to pass a pesticide test at the end? No. Chop, chop, put it over here, do the little dry and cure, sell it off. We don't care what you smoke. You die, you made the choice. Thank you for spending your money. It's rough, man. You know? 
I can't help I, I it. It. I, it. There was a small part of me that was hoping that all that sprayed tobacco went right back because you said they were the highest bidder. Hopefully, it went. Dip you. <laughs> but they probably don't, not. They don't, they don't do that anymore. Um, that's what my great grandpa did. He was a tobacco tobacco auctioneer. He would uh, go between uh, Tennessee, North Carolina, uh, Kentucky, and VA, and they would go around to the different auctions. And um, first, they would look at your tobacco and give it a grade of A, B, or C. I think maybe D too, and then that would be the price you would get. So it would it was regulated by a guy who happened to be my great-grandpa. He'd just look at your stuff, and then, boom, he would bid that thing out like an auctioneer, and whoever paid the most for it, the different uh, processing companies, then that's who, you know, got that tobacco. Well, then they killed that shit because they started doing those blends. It's a blend of a cigarette, right? So you do a little mix. So now we don't really need a grade. We just need to have um, basically two kinds, burly tobacco and uh, the other kind, which is the, what they pluck the leaf off burly, the whole hang plant. So whole hang plant versus limited. But um, uh, yeah, man, we're smoking all that. If you smoke cigarettes, I hate it for you, buddy. I'm in the same boat. I know it's terrible. Preaching to the choir, you might say. Um, but, uh, you know, if you look at it, man, if anything, sugar, tobacco, alcohol, food. That's why I, I, I think it's all that, about that profit, like you said, man. Yeah, man. Sorry, I well, I was just going to say, I think that's why I, uh, I connect to the community uh, the way I do is because uh, it's a community of people that don't think that way. I mean, uh, I'll give you the prime example. I was listening the other night and uh, Vingus said, uh, well, somebody asked Vingus if it was R. I think it might have been Smiley if he gave the, the, the mile out. And he said, that's fine, just as long as you call it Vingus Smile, you know? Just as long as you just keep the name the same, it's fine. I mean, that was, it's like, that's what the community is about. You know, just somebody asks you, that's what it is. Boom. Um, not back door, let me get three grand for that cut, bro. You know, or, you know, whatever the uh, going rate of good cuts are. I, don't get me flying on that shit because I ain't gonna pay you no whatever. I went to the uh the gene traders event in Richmond and uh they were selling plants that were uh I don't know two foot tall probably had eight to ten branches on them. They were nice green looking plants five hundred dollars they had names on them white widow dosy doe peanut butter breath and uh, it was funny, my wife was with me, and she was like, oh, my God, how much money do you have in the shop? I was like, I guess a lot, because it's a $500 plant, you know. Um, and I get it. If you were trying to set up, you know, uh, make cuts, then you could set a room up with a damn two-foot-tall plant, 10 cuts, and you got a mom, 10 plants, grow them out big. I don't 
um, they that one out real big. People walked out with them. They were buying them. I bought some papaya seeds that, of course, I'm not going to pop till 2024. Something stupid. But uh, because I've got too much other stuff in line, I mean, it's so crazy. Um, so crazy. But, uh, you know, uh, that's the opening of a new market. You know, they allow four plants to be grown by anybody in any time, anywhere. So Gene Traders pops in, sells you some seeds, sells you some plants, gets you on your way. I mean, it was supposedly good genetics, but I'm more of like, if you grew it and you were talking to me, I might would say, hey, let me get one of them. Because you could tell me how you grew it. But secondhand at a, a gene traders event, ah, kind of like talking to the plug back in the day. You'd be like, what's this? And he'd just make up some shit. OG firebomb. You'd be like, how do you even find that out? You don't. Just was it all right? You know? Sad to see. Sad to see the bait and switch kind of mindset like that. It, ha but it happens. All you know, you, you st we still hear about that though. Um, I feel like the core community is not like that. I feel like the core is like spread the knowledge, um, share the wealth. Um, there's more than enough to go around. You don't have to be a greedy motherfucker. You know, you can absolutely uh join in and be connected to something that's way bigger than you i mean if, uh you can be a dick and still make money ain't nobody saying you got to be you know i don't know how to say it not be just crass yeah, to me shit, it, so. there's a difference there really is there's the cannabis community and then there's the cannabis industry. And they're very True. different. They're very different. <clears throat> but, but, you know, the problem is, uh, should they be? No. 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 Should be one, right? But there's that whole creep into that money shit, man. It's... Uh, it's... The, it's the money people, you're right. It's the non-users that are coming in that are like, I don't give a shit. I'm going to make money off all you fools. <laughs> that was the people. And they don't give a shit. They don't give a shit about the community. They don't give a shit about all the shit that we talk about. It's just a dollar sign. They figure out. They, they, they look at us and go, well, let's make community t-shirts. You know what I mean? Let's, you know, how can we capitalize off of that too? Uh, it, it is, uh, it's so bad. It's kind of like, uh, you know, you, you hear them when they talk about the, the metric system where they make them weigh the leaves they cut off. Fuck is wrong with y'all? Make a motherfucker weigh leaves for what? That we're going to throw them away. Post them, do anything out of them. Why, boy? I mean, why should even if you're gonna, you know, what would be the penalty to you go? All right, yeah, we plucked those off the plant. We actually ground them up, put them back to the plant. Is there a penalty for that? You know what I mean? 
Right. That's, right. I mean, I, I guess you could account for them and then say, hey, this is what we did with them. But it's it's uh, some of the rules you can tell are geared just to fuck you up, which um, doing HVAC is the same way, man. You fucking build a house out and then you got to go play with the inspector and hope he's fucking nice to you, you know, which is the same shit. Another organization governing a body that doing some shit that that guy's never done and uh yet he has all the power right so you got to do it just like johnny wants you to do it or else you get to redo it until you fucking pass right so um you know if you see one model you've seen them all i guess i mean government only plays one way um and at the end of the day, you know, they're going to, I wish they would leave it alone. It, the problem is, is, it's like the first foothold in, right? They already took corn and made, have you uh, seen the corn they made that's, uh, what do they call them when uh, cannabis is a dipoid? And then they made a tripoid out of corn to just make ethanol with, right? So they produce, um, it's basically so it'll be sterile, so it won't breed with our eating corn, but they can just grind it to make ethanol. Um, but that's our scientists making GMO fuel, right? Um, the problem is, is, you know, corn's one of the reasons why we're on this planet. We figured out how to grow corn. We could feed populations populations grew to the size they are today with population expansion you get uh you know advances because people pop out that think differently than others they go hey how about we do x y and z and we can get water down the fucking hill and then we can water the goddamn corn boom irrigation right so we fuck the corn up it's like what are we doing? We're taking a staple of our society. It's like, but we're driven for profits. And we know that when all the dinosaurs are out of the ground, we're going to still want to sell motherfucking cars. We're still going to want to damn give you uh, a heating source for your home. Still gonna sell you that shit. You know what I, I, I really appreciate about your example for the corn is, uh, you know, corn, corn wasn't corn. You know, may or maize, however you want to call it. Uh, back when, like, say the Mayans had it there, it was nothing like the corn we had today. They actually pretty much pheno hunted the corn until we've got something like we've got today. So like look much like the phenol honey we're doing with our cannabis. Uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. We've done that to all of the crops. Potatoes, corn. Um, and that's why when you go to the store and you see the heirloom varieties, those are just open pollinations of the same variety. 
but those varieties have all been worked down as well. It's just the difference between, um, so, um, like I said, I was raised on a farm, right? And my grandpa was the agriculture agent. So, you know, it's like you live on a farm with a dude that fucking is smart about farming and not just cows. I mean, because of the depression, they grew gardens and, um, it was always funny. I asked him, I said, uh, Hey, Paul, Paul, why do you grow the same thing every year? He said, it's because it's what I like to eat. Made sense. Why do you grow the strains you like to grow, Eagle? You know, you either say, it's what I like to smoke, or I got a patient that really likes this one, or it's a, it's a reason. It's a, it's not just because my fuck I had seeds. I planted it, and that's what we got this time. It was a thought-out thing. You know, I got this in this room. I got this in that room. And that's what uh, kind of gardening he did. He put these things in these rows, these things in those rows for those reasons and um, cultivated them because of what he wanted, um, which same shit I do. I do that in the building. I do it out in the yard. I do it all over the fucking place. It's all the shit that I fucking want. Why do my blackberries not have thorns? Because I don't like cutting my damn hands up. That's it. If I wanted wild ones, we can go cut our hands up. But I cultivate these thornless varieties because that's what I want. Um, of course, then again, a lot of people say that we're going to kill the wild rat uh, blackberries off by raising thornless varieties. Because now the wild ones won't have thorns. And the birds can eat them. But I don't know, man. Getting deep into some GMO shit. Um, but that's what we do. Made it easy, right? I like blackberries. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Only so much I can oh. do, brother. You know? Oh. But in uh, the same uh, aspect, I don't think you're going to ever, you, you guys growing the thornless variety, I mean, would it ever be where that it, that was such a big thing to where it would actually kill off the other ones? You think that could really, that's a possibility? Well, Seriously? what it is, they think it would breed it out because the bumblebees are hitting those uh, flowers and then they're hitting the blackberries over here's pollen and they're interbreeding with them right so you know my blackberries are not going to ever propagate because I'm going to eat all of them right and um, even though I've got pie pans tied to them that glisten and pop around in the wind the birds are going to get some too and um, back before they logged beside my house um I used to have a big old fat squirrel that would come over and fuck some up, but uh, they cut the woods back and the big fat squirrel met my hound dog and it didn't look good for the squirrel. Looked good for the hound dog. Though. Um, she was happy as shit. She caught that fat squirrel slipping right out there in the middle of the track. <laughs> but, uh, so, but that's what they say. Just like the corn. What if the corn it's the what if factor is what if the tripoid somehow blew pollen up into the atmosphere and pollinated out the corn and we were using one variety and that one variety became susceptible to something and we just lost corn i mean that's what those all those 
seed banks that are froze all the way out there in uh, Antarctica or wherever, uh, Iceland or wherever it is. That's what that's about, is if we fuck up, we can reset with these seeds that we've got in cryo in uh, liquid nitrogen or whatever, you know, um, looking like some Terminator 2 shit, um, just in case it's we nature fuck Nature is lazy as we are, though. That's what I can't help but wonder. See, like, say, again, back to your, your blackberries there. And I think oranges are another similar fruit, I guess. Uh, to where um, the thorn version, I'm sure, may have something that's worth protecting. That's why it's got the thorns. To where the thornless variety may be good, but it isn't as good as the thorn version. Just because there's something, you know what I mean, in the process right. that because you got to bleed and all that. You got to bleed you to gotta, get them right. To get it, yeah, 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 yeah. It's so good you gotta bleed to get it. Versus, you know, the easier version. It's good, but you ain't bleeding. You know what I mean? And it, I think, and I, I brought up oranges too because uh, oranges are that same way. Uh, you you buy a looser uh, rind orange, basically. It's usually not as sweet as the tighter skinned orange that you have to work for it a little bit more. Them ones are. Right usually tend to be sweeter than, you know what I mean? Same thing. You got to work for it. You, know, you want that extra sweetness. You got to put in just a little bit extra fruit, you know? And so with that being said, is nature that picky? Do you think the birds, even though your berries are good, you think they'd still go, ah, I'm going to risk the thorn because that one's better. Or are they lazier? They'll... They're lazier. Come on, man. They're lazier. They're going to go for the easy every time, man. That's why um, you put a plant outside and the one that's going to be susceptible to the PM, then that's the one that would have gave you headache inside. I mean, it would have just been hard to grow. You might not have got PM, but it wouldn't have been as vigorous. It wouldn't have been the better plant. Because if you think about it, the better plants are the ones that get attacked last. All the pressure is going to land on the one that's easiest. Nature goes easy, like water. What happens when you get a water leak? It goes to the easiest route. When I try to explain airflow to people, and they're like, do I need more air in this room? And I'm like, no, nah, get your couch off your vent. You'd be all right. You know, um, it, it's more about, I talk to them about how when the pressure leaves, it goes to the easiest spot. Man, it should don't fight uphill. I mean, it's science, but it ain't damn Star Wars. You know, so... You got to think about um, nature follows that same path. Um, the problem with us is we get that damn, I'm going to play hokey pokey and spin myself around shit. You know, we want to play with stuff in the science lab. And uh, it don't always work out good, but sometimes it does. I mean, we figured out how to breed and get to thornless blackberries. They just bred to that. It's just uh, um, what would be known in our industry as bottlenecking. They bottleneck to it, to where it's that, to where, you know, you cut a branch off of it, stick it over here in the soil, and it grows back out. It's still the same, right? Because they either do it in real agriculture or, you know, uh, big ag. 
they either do it one or two ways, they either graft something onto something or they just breed down to it. It's one or the other. And, um, the, or you have these people over here that are trying to, um, uh, preserve genetics. Um, I'm gonna give a shout out to another spot that's called So True Seed.com. If you go there, that's all they do is they take vegetables and, um, grow out heirloom varieties and do open pollinations on them so that the seed is legit. So um, basically, instead of going to Lowe's and buying a $2 pack of beans, you can go down here and buy a $5 pack of beans. The only difference is at the end of the year, leave a few beans on the vine and let them dry out and you plant them next year, you get the same motherfucking beans. So if you get the one from Lowe's and it's GMO, you plant that, you get an offshoot because they took two things to make that happen. And you might get this one or you might get that one. So basically our F2 generation, where you start to see uh, grandparents pop up and different uh, other offshoots of what could come out of the genetics of the actual plant through the seeds. Um, uh you know, it's funny because you were talking about oranges and it's like, how many fucking years have we bred oranges? Right. Yeah. How long we've been doing apples? How long we've been doing corn? Corn's longer than all that, but I mean, corn's like the original we've been fucking around with. Because that corn's grass. You know, when we eat corn, we're eating grass. It's just a mutated version of grass. Fucking cows, bro. Um, I'm waiting for the aliens to come down and harvest us, little fat piggies. Oh. So I can't ah. one or two, uh, like, but just about just I guess is it nature's GMO too when you're choosing the thornless version? Uh, basically, I I read uh, Trump's book of seeds. It was okay. the name of the book, and uh, they, he described the funny nature of seeds and how we use them how nature uses them and how in some cases uh nature just works its way like some some plants some fruits are poisonous so i purposely so them seeds are left alone and able to germinate you know another round there they serve another purpose that's why they contain some poison other ones are able to go pass through a bird system and be planted miles away yeah you know yeah. The, the the thorn versions are you know obviously that's their way of being protected so the fruit would actually ripen and drop back up drop to the ground and reproduce in that manner so you think again you know by taking the thorns away are you taking away the that blackberries something away from its ability to reproduce on its own yeah what they're what they're saying is is if the uh if the thorns are all gone out of all the blackberry berry varieties then the birds would eat them all and one of the things about a blackberry seed is it can't be stratified which is what you're talking about where it passes through the guts or um a lot of other seeds, you got to stick them in the freezer and let them freeze first, and then you bring them out, and then they'll pop. Like if you do, um, 
seeds of trees or uh, different garden varieties. You know, they won't use called stratifications where they go through the pressure of something to pop instead of like with us where you just basically get the motherfuckers wet and it's going to happen. Um, kind of like old college girlfriends, right? But anyway, um, but uh, they um, uh, through the, the time period, all of our stuff has been selected for um, a market. So say your uh, oranges, man. You remember back in the day when down in Florida they had that big scare because they had that blight come through and Tropicana was all like, oh my God, we don't have orange juice and all this other dumb shit. They went all sideways about it. Um, that's because they just had one variety that happened to get that blight that came in from probably somewhere else, right? Let's be honest. Probably showed up on a boat and roll right on over and just they had a hard time man they had to uh a lot of people lost their vineyards or their uh not vineyard it's a orchard um they had to try to figure out another variety they could splice on to this rootstock um i mean we we've had to make a lot of uh, change bananas Think about how many different banana varieties there are but you only see chiquita because chiquita that banana variety, um, I think my headphones just cut off. Talk to I me. Can, can you hear me? Can yeah, you hear me? One of them being retarded. Yeah, I got you, man. You're in one ear. You're good. Um, but uh, it's because uh, they store longer, man. They ship better. They're not the best banana. You eat another banana, you go somewhere, you get a little bitty ass banana, you get some banana, real banana. Somebody grew over here. Taste 10 pounds of banana you bought at the store. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, and we've almost lost the banana because of that. The Chiquita banana is only like one of what, two varieties that are left of the banana? That type of banana, anyway? Gotta get you somewhere else, bro. Can you hear me? I can hear you. You can hear me. I can hear you. Yeah, I can hear you. I can hear you. I can hear you now. Let's put you somewhere else. I don't know why. Uh... Apple wants to be quiet on like a Zoom call. Some of them I've seen like they'll work good and then all of a sudden the Apple phones is like you're talking in a tube or a cannon or a, a can kind of sometimes. Yours is all right right now. There's no worries. No, no problem with it. I do want to check in on you with time though because in the beginning you said you know you did have to work. You did have to work today. You didn't, couldn't go to the gauntlet, but I uh, just wanted to make, do a little time check with you. Make sure we're well, no, I'm still good, okay. I, all I got to do tomorrow is dress up in a damn monkey suit and be at fucking security guard for down trick or treat. So, you know, in case the, the people want to be crazy, we can spot all of them. But uh, that's about it. 
about it. That and I'm wheezing candy. Um, luckily, uh, down here, I get a break in October and November because the uh, heat's gone and nobody's really turning the, uh, I mean, uh, so you're not using air. And then nobody's really turning heat on because our lows are like 50. Mm. You know, so it's Pretty not sick. really cold. Your house drops, you know, maybe a little bit. There's some weak people that like it really warm in their house that are using heat right now, but they just like to pay for it. I don't turn mine on until the house drops past 65. You know, I mean, come on, man. If it was 65, everybody got shorts on. Sadly, sadly, I don't know. Yeah, it is what it is. But because of the amount of lights I have here and the way that I kind of use the energy, I don't fire up my heater. And I don't, well, actually, I don't even fire up the heater at all. Technically, I fire up the heater motor, but I never fire up the heater. And I usually don't even fucking strike a match on the fire until it's actually hit like 20, 25 degrees outside. And then I'll, I'll, I'll throw a match on because this actually right here will actually provide until November, almost like second week of December sometimes before I've got to actually, I heat, this is a, uh, 1800 square feet, uh, not including the, you know, the garage or grow space. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I think I burn no more than eight cords a year to heat, heat with old, old firewood. Basically, all, all that. So during the summer months, you can see it there right behind me. That fan right there during the summer yeah. months. I'm not even heat, I'm not even using it right now, as you can see. All this heat is actually being wasted and going out the roof. The wind takes it and you now travels it down a little ways before. If it's they, if the filter's leaking, it's going to be half mile down the road because you know it's coming up through the roof before anybody smells it. So, and, the, and once it gets cold, I bump, I pull out that tent right there, and straight down behind that is a, uh, uh, it's piped right there all i gotta do is run that hook it in and then it goes underneath the house and it's all insulated ductwork hard piped i got under there and i piped it all the way to the cold air return so it travels under the house to the right to the cold air return and right before it goes into the heater I've tapped into it and then I just leave the heater motor running and it grabs that warm air and disperses it through the house. It runs it through that filter one more time. And I use the number tens that have the, yeah. like the charcoal and they're catching all the, everything. And that, you know, keeps the smell from protruding again one last time before the house. And that keeps it actually warm enough until I have to, you know, one usually once a day. I get up like midday, right around noon or whatever, start a fire and fucking keep it going. And then it dies out through when these kick on. And then this kind of takes over for the nighttime period. And get up, start a fire. Hey, that's so smart, man. So smart. Um, 
you know, uh, I'm going to drop one more thing, man, and then we'll, I guess, because uh, I know you, I will go to the 20 if you want to go. Um, it's all up to you, buddy. I don't give a shit. But uh, um, I was going to say this. So uh, for my pro friends that are still hanging out with us in the chat and all that stuff, I'll drop one more little uh, knowledge bomb on you about your fucking room, right? So um, you got to remember that in life, we've made terms so that stupid people can follow us, right? We've done it for everything. It, it, it connects back to them getting your money, man. If we can get you to be dumb and just go, all right. So, like, I'll give you a prime example. Today, I was trying to put in a new router so I could blast the fucking Wi-Fi signal from my house to my building because this one sometimes is sketchy. It's been great night. Praise, praise the, the Wi-Fi gods. Um, so that we have it locked up, but um, just because I wanted it to be strong, I didn't want it to stop the signal, blah, 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 right? But um, I couldn't get that shit done because I'm not a router guy. I'm not a fucking internet dude, man. I'm a, I'm a, a guy you needed a bar fight. I'm a guy that can fucking crank your furnace back on. I'm a dude that you can uh, get a good plant from, shoot you a straight fucking answer if you need right? A lot of things Wi-Fi guy ain't one of them. You know, um, you busted my Zoom cherry, so I don't know if you write that down or if you got me. Um, it's my first Zoom call, man. I'm just a, I'm a country boy. I live in the country. I deal with people in country ways. We still shake hands and shit, you know? Um, but uh, if you got heat, right? Um, we made up the word air conditioning for the people that couldn't get what the fuck we were talking about. Um, there is no such thing as air conditioning. If I run air through something and I change the fucking temperature of it, fucking air conditioning. But what if I did it and it got hotter? Do we call that hot air conditioning? No, we call that heat, right? Because you can understand heat because we started out knocking rocks together and making fire. So everybody's grandma had a wood stove. Everybody's been around a campfire. We understand some things. Now, it gets deeper. There's different kinds of heat. Radiant heat, convection heat. You know, um, we do different things with different machines. It's, it's all kinds of stuff. But I said all that to get down to this. Um, there's only heat loss or heat gain. I either put heat in something or I take heat out of something. Um, taking heat out of something would be air conditioning. Putting heat into something would be heat. Um, when we have a room or a grove or anything like that, you got one thing. You got that heat that builds and then the heat that doesn't build, right? You have to find the line where lights on making heat. Heat is gaining because the particles that are around the light are moving faster. That's the heat. And the ones that are outside of that, that are cooler in the room, are moving slower. And the whole time, these invisible objects in the air are rubbing next to each other, trying to homogenize and make you and you a certain degree. And that's why when your lights go off and it's cooling down rapidly, you're going from, right, because the light's gone. That's why the humidity goes up. 
because um, the uh, the temperature itself is rapidly dropping, and that means the water vapor inside of the air is rapidly going up. They call it the dew point on uh, the Weather Channel, but um, they um, when that happens, um, the heat that is being lost is being gained in the uh, uh, the air around it. So that's why if you run more fans, you make that homogeny happen faster. And if you're sucking the air out of the room, you pull the humidity with it, but you got to pull humid or air from another location that has lower humidity than the one you're in, right? So heat loss, heat gain. Um, if you so, what happens? The light comes on, right? Like you said, and then you don't really have to run your heater anymore because you pick up the heat from the grow room, push it into your house via the blower of your furnace. So what happens is you just took the atoms that were in the air warmed them up and got them spinning all around crazy, shot them into your house where the other ones were slower and colder, and it just warms them up. And what it does is it keeps yourself like, you're basically heating your house like a lung run, which is, you know, been done a million ways, but it is ingenious that the carpenter man figured that out, you know, because uh, you might be different than most carpenters I've met. Most carpenters I meet are like, we're going to cut a hole in this floor over here. We're going to put this ratchet strap on this floor joist. We're going to cut another hole in the, the ceiling, and we're going to jack this thing back up level and put these new boards in. And it's like ogre moves that are dangerous. Um, it's this old house that I usually deal with. But um, so anyway, in if you're, if, you know, probably think what the fuck did he talk about heat loss and heat gain for but um the main thing was was it's just the air move move the air around you don't get pm you don't get hot spots and you can gradually walk down that temperature to where it's not such a boop, 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 right and then you you've already passed like level eight of how to keep your shit from getting fucked up It's not it's, uh, yeah, that's awesome. You know, uh, I squirreled what the fuck I was gonna say there. Damn, Damn it. Oh, uh, about the over movement. Most people wouldn't over uh, understand the over movement on the older house either. You know, you can't just necessarily force things to level, throw something boards under there. You shit, you, you sure. Creating that sack, more likely it's going to crack on you. <laughs> you know, by forcing her back. You know, it's funny you brought up them old, them old 1900 matches because that's where, uh, that's where my cup of tea really lies. Is I went in, uh, I, I started like basically I did some little bit of drywall, I did some white creek for Mike to work for a while. And then uh, this cat dragged me in and asked me to be his apprentice. I've kind of told that story a few times. 
I lived next door to this building that they were, the building was built in uh, 1898 and I lived next door and they were restoring it. And he seen me kind of pilfering through the dumpster or now he didn't see me. He seen my tracks because it was in the winter and there was fresh, you know, it'd be a trail over to my house. And of course all the, wide trim and beautiful boards they were just throwing in the dumpster would be gone they'd be over in my garage neatly stacked and shit but he called me over and i was like hey man fucking what do you do and i told him he was like man come fucking work with me and he you know that's what he taught me to do was uh restore them older homes like that man i've restored a lot of just beautiful late 1800s early 1900 bloom framed houses log framed houses where the you know the floors are just all completely logs and stuff like that and you can't just go like you said you made me say that is you just can't go into some of them houses and assume you're gonna fucking straighten out these log floors jack them up and straighten them up without cracking some shit. That's what we made you think about. You're muted, brother. My bad. Um, it's funny you talk about the, the 1800 houses, man. Um, I just don't even know, man. New construction. It's like, oh, oh, you, okay, no problem. Bing, bing, bing. We'll just pop that right in. Old construction, whole another ball game, man. And then you get into those houses with, uh, do they consider those historic up there and they have to be restored back to the same fucking what? Oh, my God. Yeah, that's a, mm. You know that's a what's funny is game. a lot of, I've been in front of them. There, it changes from city to city, and it can be councilmen. It can be fucking people that don't even know the first fucking thing about fixing them houses. Can't can you just bundle up them bad spots and repaint that? No, we want. I want to tear it right down to the bones. I want to use the same fucking materials. I want to use the same kind of fucking shit but it's going to be brand new and it's going to stand another hundred years. I have no faith in the shit where this, these glued together boards, this OSB chip boards and shit, fucking laminated beans. I ain't got no faith. These houses are going to be standing 150, 200 years where a lot of these older, you know, same houses that we're talking about are going to be, they're going to be probably still standing with a little bit of care. Oh, dude, that, uh, that one house that I did, um, well, the rafter joists were three by 12. Roof truss, three by 12. Like, you know, um, so my, my codes are like, if there's a two by four in the middle third, I can't bore a hole. I got to be on the ends, basically, right? And then I can't be bigger than a, a three-eighths bit, right? And then if I got to cut a notch, I got to put a plate. You know, it's all that little stuff around your stuff that I'm weaseling through to get my shit to go. But um, it's uh, it's like there. It's like it's a fucking three by 12. Drive a fucking car through it. 
And it's a hundred years old petrified pine to where when you bore it out, it still smells like it came out of the, the uh, untouched forest or whatever the fuck they call cut. Because, I mean, you know, this was uh, during a time frame where if you needed wood, I mean, back in 1904, whenever the damn thing was built, um, it went to the lumber mill. There wasn't a Home Depot that you just went and got you some, you know, a couple of two-by-fours and a damn... Uh, you know, some nails. I mean, they they had those. Uh, what are they called? Uh, what are those the rose cut nails, the ones that they used to that were flat yeah, on the yeah, end. Yeah, yeah. Yep. That's they're 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 diamond. Well, the rose cut heads are they're they're rounded. They don't actually have a head on it. They're just kind of still rounded. Then there's the square cut nails that you're talking about that are used in the 1800 uh, era. And things aren't easy to set and work with. You ever just drove some of them for the fuck of it? Just I have, just because I appreciate old craftsmanship and you know fucking and there I would hate back then to just drive those just all day long, just a whole floor. Just a sheet of floor, you know what I mean? Fucking holy shit, that's some work. (laughs) I appreciate that shit, man. Oh yeah, it was uh, something to be said about craftsmanship for back in the day, man. Um, That house is, like I said, it's just a masterpiece. I mean, you couldn't even build it nowadays. And uh, luckily, um, where I live, they're not too hardcore on that. historical shit because i mean the town's been here since like 1765 or something right so everything's fucking old you want to find something old go over there there's some old shit over there too guess what go down the street old shit again um so that these people that bought this house came from the larger town that's beside me and they bought it for um basically half a meal to blow it out I mean, blow the plaster off the walls in the bad spots and put sheetrock back. They put plumbing back. They put heating and air in it. Um, electrical wiring, rewired the whole thing, But uh, which is pretty awesome. I told the guy, I said, uh, we went upstairs to the ballroom that's on the third floor. And uh, I said, what you going to do up here, Doc? And he said, well, it's going to be the kids' playroom. They got five kids. I said, you know what? I am glad to say that I know five kids that are living the American dream, bro. Because who gets a ballroom? Ballroom, Eagle. Mahogany floors. We're going to roller skate on this shit. You know it. There will be roller skate. It is what it is. It's awesome. I, I really enjoyed it, but uh, it was a beautiful house, and it, I was really happy that they took time to, you know, redo something like that because it took. I don't. I don't even want to know how much money they sunk into that house, but it is. Well, it's what sixty-five, seven thousand square foot now that they're done with an addition off the back, and I, I'm, I'm for sure they'll. When you say they're going to be, I'm sure with that kind of money, 
that them floors will have like a skating rink or bowling alley type finish on there. So it isn't going to fucking hurt that mahogany at all. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it'll be fine, I'm sure. A little scuffed here and there, but still beautiful. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're going to live all over it. But I, you know what, man? I, I really like the fact that they did that, man. They It took a it took a vision, and um, and they had one. It was awesome. But uh, it's just the, uh, the nuances of how it used to be done. You know, duck work back in the day, they would use a hand drill and then put a flat tap screw in it. Could you imagine putting all the metal duct together? one by one and they did it in uh i don't know if they did it up there because i think y'all have a lot of basements but um a lot of uh down here it's uh crawl space they did it before the floor was in so you set the the bottom and then they worked the duck standing over top of the floor joist so it was crawl space ain't but 18 inches with a Fuck that. Wee, I, I live in a different age, you know. Look at Milwaukee. Um, but somebody cared about that. You know, I grew up watching Bob Vila. Um, and, you know, Bob Vila is who, you know, in my mind, I try to be that guy in HVAC, right? I want you to get a good product. I also want you to pay me. Bob Vila didn't show up in a Pinto. So, you know, um, but Bob Villa did the best work, and he would watch you, let you watch him do his work. You know, he, actually, that guy that was with him was probably better than Bob Villa, but neither here nor there. Um, but uh, you're right, man. That's awesome shit, man. It, that shit doesn't exist these days. That's one of the reasons why I got out of carpentry. Nobody wants Bob Vila type work anymore. They want Home Depot shit. If I could just hurry up and nail that up, man, cheap as you can do it. There's very few people out there doing what them awesome people did, saving that house, you know, doing what they wanted to do, keeping it somewhat original. But you know, there's very few people that can give the shit for that type of craftsmanship anymore. No, you're you're right. They want it uh, lowest price. Can we do it cheaper? Not if I'm making it out of mahogany. You know, I was a hundred percent blessed when I got to do it. I when I was hired in, that gentleman pulled me in. It was uh for around here. In Michigan, we have uh, Mott College. Mott was a pretty big deal. Harding Mott, he actually started, a, you know, that college and did a lot for Michigan. Helped with the uh, the motor, you know, the, all of the big three in Flint at the time. And uh, so we had almost an unlimited budget for these three stores. You know what I mean? When we went in, they bought the house. They they had a plan. And so when we went into these cities, you know, that's what I mean, man. They wanted us to, like, putty shit up and whatnot. We'd be like, no, 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 you don't understand. We're going to reduplicate the house just the way it was built. 
put on all new materials. Fuck your fucking patching shit in and shit like that. We want to, uh, that, that's, but when I stopped working for them and went and branched out on my own, my own company, and I got out into like the real world, if you will, and it got into the disheartening, you know, fucking people would, you know, I'm used to like stacking this one foot trim and all this fucking shit. I like, you know, yeah, I could do all this beautiful work. And they're like, yeah, that's great. You want to go to Home Depot and grab some cabinets and throw them off? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> well, and like around here, we, you basically, you got two types of guys. You got the, the Home Depot guy and, and he can get it done for you. And then you've got people that are, uh, they basically just advertise more skills. So like, I don't even advertise, man. Mine's all word of mouth. Basically, I usually pick you up after you've gone through the ringer with somebody else and they lied to your ass. And then um, your shit still don't work. And then, you know, finally somebody says, um, hey, I know a guy who's pretty smart at this shit. And I show up and fix it. And um, we basically build a relationship from there. And I deal with your turds from the rest of the time. But um, And it's just that reputation of being able to do it. But when it comes time and you say, hey, man, um, I'm going to replace this, I start talking about, would you like to have it done correctly? And then they go, well, what do you mean by that? And I go, well, you know, the last guy that came and to put the system in, he designed it this way. And there's been three machines changed on it since that day. Don't you think that the blowers are different now? The machines are different now? And you go, yeah. I would say, well, don't you think we should put the duct system for now? And then you just redesign the duct and you get the airflow, which is what we've been talking about some of the night. And um, your power bills go down. Your consumption costs on uh, fossil fuels go down. Why? Because your air delivery becomes correct. Because you don't need to put a 10-inch duct in a, a bedroom. Bedrooms usually get like six-inch ducts, you know? Um, but there's a calculation on that. That's just like uh, how many people buy exhaust fans for their uh, tents or rooms and don't know what size to buy. They just buy one because somebody said I needed an exhaust vent with a carbon filter for the smell. So I bought one and it sucked my tent in or it blew my tent out or it, you know, and they, and they you know, you start to investigate. You figure out that's positive or negative pressure. And then, you you know, start to figure out that was because the blower is oversized or undersized or most of the time oversized. Because, I mean, a two-by-four tent probably needs a two-fucking-inch fan. Can't even buy a two-inch fan. You start out at four, you know. Turn that puppy down, you know. Um, but that's the thing is, is uh beautiful thing about humans is we'll jump off into shit and not know anything about it right um i'm not a carpenter and i built a couple of rooms they're going to structurally hold up you and five of your other buddies in a bass boat i don't know man probably not going to try that one but probably hang a 34 uh pound light off of it you know carpenter. Ah. It's a beautiful thing, man.
you know, uh, as, as far as the, the air goes, maybe you can throw out a tip for them. Is, uh, I think where most people make the biggest mistake in purchasing fans is fans and filters. I don't think people people buy that filter and then, and then they buy that bigger fan thinking, oh, yeah, yeah, I want to suck much as I can through this air filter, but a lot of times they're fucking themselves by sucking too fast over it, right? The carbon not necessarily letting it work or vice versa, undersizing, oversizing things. Well, you know, it's a fine line you walk because you don't want to have uh, raunchy-ass odors. I get that. And uh, you don't want it to be this and that. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, we're trying to provide the perfect environment. I mean, that's the, the key is you, A, you put a seed in the ground. B, you give it some water. You, you know, you get it to harvest. You dry it out. You smoke it. Or you eat it. Or you whatever you boof that damn thing, whatever you do with it, right? But um, and then once you get those steps down, you try to do better to produce a better product, right? So I, you work on lighting, you work on the climate, you work on the water, you work on the nutrients, you work on everything around it. But um, to maximize the plant, but you want to make it happy, but. No, you can't blast a bunch of air on them. They don't like that shit. I like to think they're kind of like me and you, man. I don't want fucking air blasting on me either. Dissipate that shit out, right? So that's why, like, in the big room where you see the hard duck, I'm picking up the air from the mini split or the lung room. It just, I put it down there at it because the air is going to be the coldest or the warmest, the closest to the source, right? So the farther into the room you get away from your vents is the farther enough away from the room that's going to be not as hot or cold because you're trying to overcome that with uh, air conditioning. You're trying to condition throughout the room. That's why it blows out from those vents um, to try to get the whole room the same temperature, not just that one spot around the vent. But So when I drop it down, Behind those fans, the fans blow it out into the room. I'm trying to send the conditioned air into the middle and let it work its way back from the wall because that's what the fans do, right? They suck from the back, blow out from the front. So if you have them hooked to the wall, they actually pull the air off the wall through the back and blow it into the chamber or the area of tent, what fucking rectangle you're working with, right? So, um, uh, I mean, that's why that pipe looks like that in my room because that's how I deliver it down um, in the tent and I have to do it a different way because I don't have that pipe in the tent so in my tent what I do is I blow air from the outside lung room through the side of it into the bottom of the plants and then I have another uh, infinity that's pulling it from the top and they're lagged together so um when one comes on the other one comes on and it blows and sucks at the same time so basically it pulls the air up through the canopy and uh that's how i change that out so it's not stagnant and sitting below it because that's what kills you off and that's why defoliation works because you decrease the overlap and that 
difference of this temperature versus that temperature. So when you take the leaves away, there is nothing there. Um, and people can argue about de-leaf or not de-leaf. Thunder Dan don't give a damn. I grow it how I grow it. You grow it how you grow it. We're good friends. Um, meet me, we'll match one. And you raise hell about damn de-leaf and all you want. You know, save the leaves. Come to my house. I give you a bag of them. Um, right. So to me, because uh, I just want them to be comfortable. I have more leaf and I have to run more fan. Are you going to be comfortable? You're trying to sleep. Somebody's blowing a fan in your face. Like, man, get that fucking fan off me, man. Blow it at my feet. You know, blow it at my damn armpit. But don't you blow it at my grill. You know, um, all in my face. And if you think about it, the uh, meristem, that's the very top node that's driving that bus, that's the head. So the very top one that you're whipping off, woo, woo, motherfucker, you know, um, that's the one that's dry, thinking about, damn, look at this shit. Um, so funny. You know, you think, I think about people that make seeds in tents. Um, I think about the seed gives off the, the basically the genetic memory of its, the plant's life to the seed. Because how else would the seed know what the fuck to do? Unless the plant before it said, you're going to pop, you're going to get out of the ground, you're going to, you know, give you the life lesson. And also, by the way, this place is really dry, so you're going to want to shoot a good taproot down to get some water. Um, it's also a lot of wind going on here, whipped all around, you know, because if it imparts the environment from that, and then, you know, like nutrients, they're going to feed you every three days or whatever. Um, I think that's why sometimes seeds grown other in other conditions, when you get them and you pop them in your condition, they kind of go, Hey man, what the fuck? I didn't know we weren't getting salts on Tuesday. What do you mean? There's not a fan in my face right now, you know? And so then they got to adjust to their climate. And that's why a lot of times, um, that second run after you cut the cut, you take the cut and clone it out. That runs better than the first run. Because it ain't trying to figure it out no more. It already figured it out. You cut its arm off, made it grow roots, and now it's doing it again. Does better this time. You know? Makes a lot of sense. It really does. It really does. Had a lot of, I've had a lot of time to sit and just think about things, man. And, and, and I don't want to take all the credit for this. A lot of this I put together listening to people. Um, like sub cool r.i.p we give him a shout out man um that dude uh he would absolutely he was the driving force of let's do this i mean he'd sell you a pack of seeds too but at the same time um you know he wanted to drive it in overgrow man i believe in that man i don't fucking believe that we should be oppressed by this shit man um and i think that's what scares them i think that back in the day they saw that Cannabis brings people together, and it makes us think about the bonds that hold us down. Because, uh, well, if you ask them, we smoke the reefers and we're going to go rape people. I mean, that's what they used to preach all the time, you know. And I ain't finna rape nobody. Not when they give that shit away for free, man, or a damn McDonald's cheeseburger. Come on, man. We ain't got it. No, they throw it out of both pants legs. Get you some right now if you need. 
know, uh, since you mentioned me, you know what? It's brought him up a few times. I, I've got tons of respect still to this day for uh, Sub. He was a good friend of mine, and I had, I had more respect for him at a friendly level than I actually do as a grower level, man. He was an amazing dude off camera and, and whatever. But one of the things I initially respected about that cat was he, he stood out differently from all the other breeders. Like you kind of said, man, most of the genetics you could get were a light description, like you, you the, the LA Confidential you talked about. Right? It was going to be blues. I could tell there were blues in the picture and shit, but it didn't turn out that way. They grow out, these strains grow out longer than what they're telling me. You know, some was different in the fact that, you know, he was online. I fucking. And YouTube fucking going, this is the one in the fucking picture. This burly bitch right here. And he was in his room. And he was like, you take her to week 10. She'll look just like fucking this donkey dicks. You know what I mean? He was actually walking it and talking it to where everybody else was like, that picture. And fucking, you know, then that, that's what I initially led. Tons of respect for him. He wasn't just selling something. He was showing you this. It could be this if you just followed the fucking proper steps. I thought that was real shit. Remember him being so fucking pumped up about that damn sweet tea fucking strain he had. Just, oh, sweet tea, sweet tea. And uh, he was, you know, his, uh, I mean, I ain't gonna lie, man. The dude was a little mean, too, man. I mean, I didn't know him um, personally. I never talked to him, but that motherfucker would go off in his podcast. You'd watch him just blank and go psycho, or uh, on the Grow 2 Brown table, he'd go fucking just sideways, and uh, which was his personality, which is part of what I liked about Sub, is he didn't give a fuck. I mean, it said it on his hat. He didn't, I mean, he just didn't give a fuck, man. And, uh, um, and the fact that he really, at the end of the day, was kind of like me. He had his method. So he's not really trying to learn a new method. That's why you don't see me ask for help. I mean, if they go down, bro, it's a learning experience for real. It's because what other method allows me to water every four days? I don't That's the height of flower. When they drinking like sons of bitches, them earth boxes every four days. If they're brand new every two weeks for a heat and air guy that might work 14 hours a day, man, that's valuable, bro. I ain't got to be here. I got to go to Michigan and come back and de-leaf. I didn't come back to dead plants. I came back to de-leaf. Um, you know, it's the beauty of that. And, you know, it's being fed organically. I'm not trying to figure out, did I feed the shit out of them or not or whatever. You know, I, I let them drive the ship, let them cruise. And I'll work on the HVAC and the lights. I'm like the maintenance man and the janitor, right? I'm just cleaning up after your ass and making sure everything works good. You know, are you a happy tenant? You are all right, you know? No problem. Give you about 70 days and probably evict your ass. But it's okay. We'll make you feel good for right now. You know, just hang out. Oh. But, uh, you know... 
I do want to say before we get too far down through there and I forget that, man, I really appreciate you letting me come on and um, all the people still listening to my dumb ass ramble. Uh, uh, the ones that have met me in person know I do the same shit in person. So it's, you know, you're getting me, but um, I really appreciate all of y'all. I appreciate the community that shows up night after night and just, uh, this is the crazy ass shit that falls out of fucking weed nerds heads because we got some shit, but um, it's always on the, the positive scheme. It's always on the uh, um, uplifting. I mean, it's like uh, when uh, Johnny figured out that you can fucking clone in sand. I'm talking about, you know, a better time in his life, man. I mean, shout out to Johnny. I, uh, fucking awesome dude man um but it, it's like uh you know just those milestones in a, in a grower's time when he just wants to share those memories with his buds and it's like okay and then the knowledge that was passed through that because i've heard um jack greenstalk talk about it on his podcast you know just uh, and how that knowledge just goes around in a circle and everybody gets better for it, man. I mean, I'm like, damn, I got an oxycloner. It works good, so I don't change it, but uh, it makes me want to try the sand method just because. Buy a bag of sand for $3. You has great, great results with it. You know, that's no lies, that's for sure. I'm glad, you know, you thank me for being able to come on, man. I like it. I thank you, man. I, tonight would have been a blank if you wouldn't have stepped up and uh, filled tonight's void. You, you came, you know, very highly recommended. You know, great guy. You should check this guy out. I've enjoyed speaking with you all night long. It, everything I've heard about you is true. Seems to be true. Seem to be an awesome guy, great guy. I'm looking forward to actually the the weed nerd world nights to where when you can't sleep and you can pop on. Yeah, I see I seen that little conspiracy theory thread there. It's I, I love I love to kick around some of that shit. And I do there's to me nights where days when I'm trimming, man, I smoke it and I am fucking I am deep in some conspiracy shit, man. I might not believe it, but as long as this joint's going, I will kick it around and give it every what if. (laughs) You know what I mean? Everything's a theory until it's proven incorrect, you know? So um, that's how it all starts, everything. And, you know, is it a conspiracy theory or is it not? I don't, I don't know, man. It's a lot of shit. I just, I'm just living what I have and I'm just looking out of my hole at it. And I'm like, man, I don't even want to be considered any kind of smart cause you fuck around and read my life story. It don't say no shit about being smart. It's just tough and fucking dumb. And, you know, John Wayne, I got John Wayne characteristics, you know, that they true grit, but ain't got all that smarts, but you know, when you start to hear things, um, so uh, I listen to a lot of different stuff because uh, I don't really like to watch mainstream TV. 
Um, I feel like mainstream TV is just trying to get me to go a certain way. Watch the fucking commercial, right? Watch the commercial. Don't buck. Eat the cheeseburger. Buy the high dollar gas. You know, vote for this dude. Whatever they want to tell us, right? Um, this is bad. This is good. Whatever it is, ice cream, whatever. But uh, um, so I don't really get caught up into that. I just watch enough of it to make sure if they say if the bombs coming, I can get the fuck out of Dodge and damn, try to figure out what I'm gonna do. But um, not try to sink myself into it. Most of the time, what I do is you'll catch me online in a chat room. Um, I'm doing other shit. I just pop in the chat, say what's up to everybody. I continue doing my shit. Somebody makes a good point. I feel like I need to throw two cents. I throw two cents, say what's up, you know, but um, I wouldn't say I'm like trying to solve problems because I ain't that dude either, man. But like there's enough people to learn from. You ain't got to hear it from me, man. You know, um, I'd be more than happy to tell you my way. I don't give a shit. I don't have a, a lock on it. I don't want to, like I told you my recipe for dirt, I'm not going to not tell you that i water when it's dry um but uh just to not try to commoditize it or whatever that's a damn not even a word but uh just i'm not trying to hold those secrets in you can have them but uh i really just want to show up and say what's up in the chat just to say what's up hey man y'all motherfuckers like me what's up motherfucker um this bump smoke one you know but I want to listen to what's being said because I want to be able to process it through my mind. Um, you know, uh, like another shout out to you and Smiley with the takeover, man. I mean, that's, uh, I don't know if that's how I got here, but it's damn sure one of the reasons why I fucking stayed because they talk about all the same shit, uh, you know, no, I did not jack Smiley's style. I was already on Earthbox when I found Smiley. Um, but uh, the fact that he grows that same way does help, you know, because I can look at his garden updates and think, okay, this is how he's smashing them or he's doing this to them. I noticed he likes to run the, uh, the plastic covers over the beds, and I don't run the plastic covers over the beds. I run just hay on top of my bed. Because I want the bed to actually dry all the way, not all the way out, but I want the reservoir to draw, uh, dry out so that at different times during that flower period, I can top dress and water from the top. It's always filled up with water. I, you don't get the opportunity to do that. Um, you know, uh, if I see in week three that I want to throw in some bloom or whatever i want to be able to water it down i let it dry out and be able to hit it again i mean i'm not as organic as you might think i still put mammoth tea in the bed uh recharge and shit like that so i'm adding in the microbes back in i'm not trying to just have them live forever i'm like organic but not no-till that makes sense so I mean, but just the fact that, and then he brings on people or, I mean, you brought on the leaf dude and I thought, fuck, I got to watch that episode like three times just to break down the different segments that he was breaking down. I mean, shout out to him. Um, I'm chew your name up every time, but I mean, then again, never shook your hand, homie. So, you know, um, 
but I mean, just smart, you know, or, you know, what Smiley gets into. Smiley's a genius that brings other geniuses on and picks their fucking tickle spots to make them just spew all their knowledge all over the, the place, which is just a, a beautiful thing to people if they're watching. You know, there's just breadcrumbs all over the place. Kind of reminds me of uh, like uh, the Grow 2 Brown Table back in the day, except for it's one-on-one. So instead of all those different guys, uh, med grower and all them, just sharing all their combined knowledge into a pool on a subject, you just got the one guy. He gives you the one, and then it, it makes it grand because nobody's talking over each other, right? So you can actually follow a conversation and not be a fucking PhD rocket scientist and go, you know what? It makes sense. Yeah, I agree. I agree. He's, he's an awesome dude, and uh, I'm very grateful that he tends to do it here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm very grateful that, that he has outgrown and popped off and tried to go other places. Yeah, I'm very grateful. It's a, it's a, a huge resource. Um, when you said the other day that you downloaded those first to the other platform, I thought it fucking makes perfect sense, man. Because they are just, you know, they are the wealth of knowledge. Not that, you know, listening to me ramble on 513 is going to be, you know, some massive department of knowledge to people. But, um, I mean, you got some, you got, dude, there are some minds in the cannabis field that um, you would think that normal agriculture would perk up and listen to because there's some things that we're doing that uh, I believe if they would try to look at some things through the other looking glass would help the food and the, uh, the production of uh, fuels and whatnot, all the different products we make out of plants um, because uh I mean, think about the testing on the microbial level of flour. Why can't we get that in our food? Because they're not trying to keep the, us from growing food on that kind of level. Uh, you know, they 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 want to make our restrictions as tough as possible to make what we do possible. That's why I think, you know, but I think it's the standards ultimately that the, the hoops that they're setting before us right now, I think will ultimately transcend into the food and shit. I think, you know, we're gonna, we had to put up with this. So now let's see all you guys put up with this, not just because we had to do it, but because it's the right thing to do. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. put your money where your mouth is. It shouldn't be because you're giving us a hard time. It should be because it's the right thing. I mean, and, and that's why they make the, the licenses and all that worth so much money, right? Got to put that money where your mouth is. It is what it is, man. Um, we only have so much time on the rock as to spin around. 
Um, I think we should be absolutely as positive as we can. I think we should impact people in our community because that's all we can do, right? Um, I believe we should always vote locally. Whatever you believe in, you should get out, fucking make your voice known because somebody else is, and they may be a douchebag. So, you know, go help the fucking community as well. Local government is how things have changed. Um, doesn't mean they're going to just means you're talking about it right um we all should be active just like in the community um so i had been asked before to be on another show by um seven one uh dpo and i didn't ever say anything back to him and, uh, i contemplated it for a long time man because you know like tau i'm gonna re reveal the grill right but i want you to know me and i want the people that uh, i talk to to know me um, I also believe that uh, in true community, that there is safety in the numbers, and in the numbers is where we can afford to and make more change, because um, it, it's true in America that it takes the numbers, right? It's just like uh, the people trying to take the caregivers out in Michigan. You know, it's a push. We got to show up and show these people that you can't just do this shit and think we're going to just sit over in a corner with our thumbs in our ass, right? And so that's why it's such a push to get out and show the support. Um, I really hope that that's what's happening because um, I feel like that's just a fucking boogeyman in the background that once it goes down, he's going to eat you alive. And we already see what happens in California. It's just tragic, but California is one of the best cannabis-producing areas in the world has done through legislation to the growing opportunity they have. You know what happens to all the garbage weed in California that can't be sold to the market? I would think extracts right off the top Where's the go? Comes on down, bro. You see it all the time. Part of the reason why you see me grow my own medicine. Because I don't want to smoke your pesticides. I don't want to hit your shit that's been laced with embalming fluid. That makes me trip out. I don't want to have... Uh, it smelled like a gas tank because you drove it some fucking where. Um, I'm not going to live that life. That's not what I'm going to do. I'm going to have these good plants. I'm going to eat good tomatoes. I'm going to, uh, you know, grow me a fucking pineapple. I don't give a damn if it takes two years. Hopefully I'll be alive in two years to be able to see the son bitch fruit again, right? That's the role, you know? I'm going to set the things in place and then I'm going to grow to them. We're going to grow together. We're going to make it all better the whole fucking way we go. And the kids that don't like the sled ride, fuck you, get off, right? And the ones that do, we're just going to keep going that way. And uh, hopefully, as we move forward and more and more and more and more of Americans get online and tie in, hopefully the network will be big enough to where the Marlboros of the world can't take over. The craft community is just so fucking big that they'd rather drink the Sam Adams than the fucking Bud Light. 
I mean, there's a craft community always, even though Budweiser does own Sam Adams too. But you know, that's a whole nother fucking world of conversation about craft beers. But um, but that's the market that is going to be left at the end of the day. Is Eagle got that damn uh, vortex? These other places they don't sell vortex. Where, where can you get this, you know, and that's the people that are going to be able to capitalize because they did better, right? Uh, me, I'm going to still be doing heat in the air, but uh, I'm going to be sifting through all these cuts to try to figure out who's the best. And then I'm going to keep them for myself so that I don't go crazy and maybe I can get some sleep at night, right? Because, uh, I mean, well, I've been smoking this fucking storm shadow, which is daytime weed anyway, but. I'm like, we could go to work right now, and I would just go off to work. Fuck it. Crash later. Um, how did I drive 12 hours? I don't know. Allegedly, with my cousin Trill. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you got to enjoy some good flour, that's for sure. I love that daytime weed sometimes. None in my garden currently, man. Some of the most shit I've got has been a little sleepy time. That's I, that, I had that happen one time. My, one of my first crops was an OG Kush, and that shit just put me out. That, it was because of that in particular round that mono crop. I was like, man, I can't be handicapped for no fucking six months, fucking. <laughs> I just grow shit that fucking's gonna fucking cripple me every time I smoke, man. I gotta mix it up a little bit. I'm getting smart about that shit. Holy shit, man. 416, brother. Yeah, man, we I drove right believe... into it. Hell yeah. It was good. It was easy to do, man. Fucking easy conversation. Great story, man. Again, man, I'm glad you were able to do it. And uh, hopefully, you know the routine that how this goes now. You know that the same Zoom link that you received tonight is good for all the worm are the weed nerd the weed nerd world episodes. And it has went through its its own little growth there. And that's what hey, it is, though. It's, it, it's the growth with the community, you know what I mean? It's it's growing to fit. You know, at one point it was, you know, the rabbit hole and for fun reasons with the community, it changed. It organically grew into the wormhole. But we've grown too big for a hole, you know what I mean? We grew into the world, man, and so it had to be changed. But this is the last change. This is the last change. Unless I'm threatened with lawsuits or whatever. And you got to change the fucking name. It is it is what it is. It's staying we nerd world now. But, if there's uh, not a galaxy. You ain't got a galaxy coming next. No, well, it's, yeah, I never really thought about it that way. The aliens come and start smoking some weed. We're gonna have to upgrade, <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> Definitely true. But when that, I think we got a little while. I think we got a little while. I think the guy that takes the reins from here 
we'll have to worry about the galaxy uh, episodes. <laughs> but nonetheless, it's same link. You're always welcome. You don't have to need an invite. You wake up middle of the night, you can't sleep, and you want to come on and just smoke that dude and fade out with us. Fucking do that shit, man. Please, man. The more the merrier. New perspectives, new chats. I love it. That's the way it what's that's what makes the whole thing work. So you're always welcome now that you put in your spotlight. And I'm sure everybody else, just like myself, is looking forward now that we know <laughs> more about the the the, the name, the, you know, the name in chat there. We definitely want to see more of you hanging out. You know, it doesn't have to be an out fucking hangout Michigan. It ain't gotta be up at Bigfoot. It can be any given night now, you know what I mean? That you want to smoke and hang out. It's the same thing. It's just weird virtual, really, in all reality. So hopefully you take me up on that. And as we hit 419, you want to drop that. Well, let me get the record going. You want to drop a sound bite for me, brother? Absolutely. Say when. I'm ready now. Um, this is Thunder Dan. I'm fucking talking shit with Eagle Gardens. This is episode 513. Um, we like to ramble, so you like to listen. Thanks. Thank you very much. I was, I greatly appreciate it, man. There's fucking 80 people watching currently. So yeah, oh, they did like well, to listen. To guys. That's pretty good at fucking 420 in the morning when you got 80 people still, still watching. They've enjoyed the episode. So, yeah, yeah again, thank you, man. It's been a, obviously, they like what they see, the men, the gentleman behind the name, other than what goes by in chat. So, and I have too, man. I've had, it's been a privilege. So, don't be a stranger. Happy 420 to everybody in chat there. Have a great day tomorrow at work. Hopefully, you have nothing that you have to be too active for. <laughs> no major incidents. You can just ride today through. But uh, hopefully you can get some rest and join us tonight. The Halloween episode. There's no guest tonight, by the way. Just an early launch of the Halloween episode. So okay. it is Weed Nerd World tonight. If you want, come hang out. Look and smoke some weed. Have a, have a good night with us, brother. Absolutely. Thank you right, well, so much. Anything Everybody you'd like to say? Anybody shout outs or anything? Want to say anything before we before I wrap it up? No, just be good to each other. I'll see you in the chat rooms every now and again. I guess I'll slip in the wormhole. I'll probably pop in tomorrow because I ain't got a whole lot of shit popping on Monday. Because it was Halloween, and we do eat the candy, and then that counteracts the cannabis, and then I stay up for fucking twenty hours for some dumbass reason. Hey! I'm, I'll take it either way. <laughs> I'll take the visit, brother. I'll take the visit. Absolutely. All but right, I really guys. appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, man. Thank you sincerely. You know, came time to as another reference from you tonight. 
time, man. Time's the most valuable thing we have. And you gave me a nice hunk of yours tonight. I greatly appreciate that. For the rest of you guys, thank you for tuning in. You guys hopefully know the deal by now. Brandon Mike's kindness do save lives. You know, don't feel, don't hesitate in helping somebody else out. Before that, you got to give yourself a little bit of self-love. Do not forget that. With that being said, we are out of here. I'll see you tonight, 1130, with the Halloween Weed Nerd World. You guys have a great night. Be safe during your Halloween travels. And uh, have a great day. Love you guys.